So you think that winds are causing all the incidents? That's exactly what I think. Now, we recorded the wind, and when we slowed it down, this is what we heard. Hello and welcome to the Goblin Garage of Gore, our Ramjack renovation. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is my co-host Brad. Hi. Hey. How's it going? It's going pretty well, friend. Hey. Guys, we have got an amazing holiday season before us. I'm not jumping the gun, right? I mean, we are in. We're, we are presently in the holiday gosh, we've season. We've been in the holiday season. We were in 9/11 season before, but now it's October. But now it's the spooky season. Now it's the spooky season. Ooh. Scary monsters. <laughs> And we have plenty of scary stories to share with you today. So many scary stories. And for those of you who have been anticipating a Belvedere or a Perfect Strangers, um, yeah, we're going to switch things up for the month of October. Brad, what show are we going to be talking um, about? Guys, we're going to dive back into a classic. Going to be watching some more Baywatch Nights. Ramjack will never be the same. Never. So look forward to that. What was today's episode, Brad? Oh, today we watched the episode Hot Winds. <laughs> Hot winds. Got some hot winds. It's an episode about hot winds. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's a bonkers episode is what the hell it is. Yes. But let's get the season started off right with one of the, the scarier things I've heard of. Ooh. Brad, there's got to be some kind of weird foul play going on or something crazy. Um, I need all of our Chinese listeners to listen up. Listen up. Everyone else, feel free to do as you like. Are you in the, the Sha Nez province? Close to the city of Ankh Ang. Are you? Run. Get out. In fact, everyone in China, run for the coast. Just run, get on a boat, and leave. Get to the mountains. Get as far as you can away. Because in that city I just named, Mm -hmm. 18 have died. Oh, no. And hundreds are left injured. Oh, no. From hornet attacks. Ah. Now, Brad, this is something that gets close to your... Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's a phobia for you, but you're definitely allergic to them. Oh, yeah. Mad allergic to wasps. 18 have died. Yeah. What, what's going on? Why, why are the hornets riled? Was there some hot winds, maybe? When they ask the authorities, they don't know. Whoa. That's the terrifying part of this, Brad. They no, are they no just asking the police or are they asking hornet authorities? Who are they going to? Because I imagine the police aren't really keeping keeping an eye on the hornet situation. I'm assuming it's the government. Um, they've already removed nearly 300 nests from the city. Mm. Think about what I just said. That's 300 nest. hornet nests. Those oh. things are huge. These things are scary as hell. Yeah. We gotta remove them. Can you imagine having that job? That's a bad job. Yeah. Like, what do you wear? Like, a giant suit of some sort. Yeah, like a, a really, really thick hazmat suit. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Though, I mean, honestly, like, uh, if you had, like, a really... If you, if you you know, had a solid suit, I mean, what's a hornet gonna do, really? Nothing, really. Like, I mean... If yeah. it gets in the suit, then worry about oh, it. Oh, then you're But fucked. it's one hornet. Right. Like, if you gotta just get yourself a good suit, check out, have it checked out before, but then, like, you know, hornets are your bitch. You can just, like, take this, whatever. Hornets aren't gonna bother me. So, you're thinking they can take, what, 20 down in a day, maybe? Oh, that's good. nests, I'm assuming. I mean, there's a lot of prep, and you gotta make sure your shit is on point. You can't have, like, holes in your fucking, um, hornet attack gear. Before you go out in the morning, everyone does a double check. Yeah. Hey, check me. I need to make sure I don't have any holes. But I mean, oh. really, like, think about it. Like, as long as, like, double layer, all right? Like, you wear, like, long sleeves, like, uh-huh. have everything, like, 
all that taken care of to start with. Long sleeves, and then you get inside. And then your you get suit. inside your suit. You're really thick. Yeah. Hazmatish suit. Right. I mean, and you're fine. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna I mean, really I mean, impede communication between you and another human sure. being on the street. But how much communication do you need? You're taking out a hornet's nest. Like honestly, I think if I if honestly, I think you would you would probably become just a little uh, I don't know maybe a little arrogant with your suit. Like, come on, hornets, what are you gonna do? Bring it, hornets. <laughs> Like, it would be scary the first time there's a bunch of hornets buzzing around you, but when you realize there's nothing they can do... Yeah. I'll drop kick a hornet's nest. Whatever. What are you going to do, hornets? <laughs> They're just Fuck swarming. You. You're just like, ha <laughs> I'm a god of hornets. You can't do anything to me. I'll destroy your universe. Like, I don't really know... I mean, so what you're advocating, instead of people running for the hills... I'm saying everybody, oceans, everybody get everyone... in, lock your doors, and then the one guy in the, in the hornet attack suit goes out and takes care of some hornets. Nice. Just get rid of them. Um, a 55-year-old woman from the village told newspapers she was stung more than 200 times. Why? What did she... What? Ah. She had been hospitalized for months and... Uh, Before this. <laughs> for being an idiot that was trying to eat all hornets <laughs> as a hug. That's what she probably... That's what she was. The hornets are our friends. I love them. Every wow. sting is a kiss from a hornet. Every sting is a reminder that it's just trying to... It's it, just love. It's just a little love bite. Why does it hurt? One patient uh, suffered renal failure. I, just so you guys know, the worst side effects of the highly toxic hornet sting mm -hmm. are anaphylactic shock mm -hmm. and renal failure. Yeah. So this guy had that. Um, after hornets stung him on the head and legs, um, he tried to run. There's no running. Sources say he was chased over the distance of 200 meters trying to get away from hornets. I don't know how they stay with you that long. Ugh. What did he do to piss off those hornets? That's what I want to know. What's going on? That's, what, what's happening? What do these people do? Why doing? are there so many hornets? And why uh, are the hornets fighting back is the mm, question I ask. Mm. Maybe this bitch deserved to be stung 200 times. I think she might have. I mean, I'm not pro-hornet. I am in no way pro-hornet. But I'm not pro-idiots either. Like, well, if they're doing something crazy with a hornet, I don't... The epicenter seems to be right outside of the city, mm -hmm. but it seems to be moving into the city more and more. Um, um, one apparent... Uh, maybe a hot summer? Hot winds, maybe? Hot winds I think it's may hot have brought these hornets in. Uh-oh. And it's prolonged their um, normal breeding season. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's just what would happen. The seasons are keeping the hornets in check. Mother Nature's keeping them in check, but we got them hot winds got coming these in off the desert. Winds. The hornets go free. Oh, no. Other than that, though, they have no idea what's going on. Keep an eye out for brujas. <laughs> yeah, I terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, since we're already on the train of animal Please. infestations, yes. let's go over to Japan, where there's two islands known as Nikushima, which translates to Cat Island! <laughs> nice. Guys, um, apparently there are two islands with this name, and in the 50s, on one island in particular, thousands of people thrived on this island. Then things took a turn. Uh-oh. The cat wars. Well, the people on the island got old. Oh. And the population went from, uh, you know, thousands to merely hundreds, if not a hundred. Oh, okay. All right. And, and then they started turning into cats. Well, and then the cats <laughs> took over. Oh, no. Um... So the reason they keep the cats around, it's weird, like, uh, okay, I don't want to qualify I mean, you, weird. you mean the reason the cats keep the humans around? Was well, because the humans feed them. I'm assuming the cats killed, like, a I, lot of I the population I feel this is like a, a conquest of the Planet of the Apes situation. Yeah. 
Um, so the remaining humans that the cats will tolerate the feed them because right. they think keeping the cats around is good luck. Hmm. Hmm. Is it? Whatever you have to tell yourself. Now, some people may be wondering. No, no, we keep them around for good luck, you know. I don't I wouldn't want to pass out with cats, especially not, you know, since you know they passed a new ordinance <laughs> said uh, humans aren't allowed out of their cages. I mean, houses after uh, after dark. <sighs> Man, I should have joined up with that school bus crew and tried to fight them off before they took over. <laughs> Um, there are actually laws against dogs being on the islands, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I wonder who passed that. Oh, it was what? Uh, hmm, it seems like it was signed off by Councilman Mittens? Okay. Hmm. Strange name for a person. Huh. huh. Guys, now you might be thinking, what's the worst? I mean, maybe it's a cat lady stage. Maybe, what is there, like 50 cats on the island? Guys, the cats outnumber the humans. There are hundreds upon hundreds of cats on this island. Yeeks. The photographs from this alone, which I wish we could show on the show, I will start showing Brad some of them. Um, tell tell this is an average curb. Oh my god, there are cats everywhere. They are infested. They are, they are lousy with cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. It's done wonders for tourism. Apparently people come to these islands seeking good luck because of all the they, cats. Because they want cat scratch fever? So a lot of the things uh, are cat... Okay, I'm showing Brad a picture right now of the docks where people are using nets to catch fish. And there's cats everywhere on the dock. Just with the fishermen. Um, they've, <laughs> they've leaned into it, admittedly. Oh. They may have cats hotels where they make Gross. buildings look like cats. Oh, lame as well. <laughs> Brad is recoiling at Terror. the sheer number of cats in some of the other photos. Ooh. Thoughts, Brad? Feelings God. on Cat Island? Too many cats. Why? Well, what do you, you think is the hot winds coming? Oh, it's probably those hot winds. Hot winds from those volcanic islands mm -hmm. on the Pacific Rim are yeah. causing these cats just to breed like crazy. Yes. China? Too many hornets. Japan? Too many cats. Let's get them together. How? What, but then, what's going to happen? I think we get the hornets and the cats together. They're going to fight each other. And I think the humans are going to win. I think the hornets will win, friend. We all know. I feel some cats could take out some hornets. I don't think the cats would care enough. I don't think... I think ultimately, the cats and the hornets would team up and the humans... Like, the hornets would find a way to feed the cats and the cats would be like, fuck the humans. <sighs> but that would always get... They would get them onto one island, though. Yeah. And we'd have hornet cat let's, island. Let's move them all to one island. Let's get all the cats and all the hornets on one island. And let's just call that island the worst place to visit. <laughs> no one goes around... <laughs> <laughs> Can you <laughs> just the sound of feral cats like like Just stay away. There's a constant hum from the Ugh. island. Worse. That's the stuff of nightmares, but it might solve the problem. Oh, I just overpopulation, man. Craziness. The worst. I don't want to go there. Don't make me go. <laughs> oh, Brad, I was never going to make you go there, friend. <laughs> don't make me go. What, was that a worry that you had? I thought you were going to make me go. Oh, don't no. Don't make me. You're right here. You're staying right here on the podcast. Are you sure? You sure you're not going to replace me and send me off to Cat Hornet Island? No, no one's saying anything about that yet. I just I saw some I saw some plane tickets. On your, on your desk. You saw plane tickets, huh? You could sweep around my desk. Well, no, I just saw them, and I, they said... Well, that's a betrayal said, of trust, friend. I don't know if that's a... You just said one way ticket to, to Cat Hornet Island. Oh, huh, well, and he... I may have to rethink a few things if you're just snooping around my desk. Ever since I got here, you kept saying, boy, you look like you need a vacation. Well, you do, friend. Well, I, 
title? I mean, I see you as a man who needs to just relax for a minute on a tropical island. Well, I, I but the islands aren't really Paradise. my thing, and I. Well, you love it. I, I saw those tickets, and I was like, well, this couldn't be for me. This is a bad place. But why would you even have a ticket? Why would you want to go there? Who's that ticket for? Why do you keep dropping hints? Moving right along, um. <laughs> There is a gorilla. Oh, no. A 430-pound gorilla. Terrifying. Named Patrick. Okay. Who's causing trouble for other Dallas Zoo gorillas. Hmm. Patrick's a jerk. Fucking asshole gorilla. They all are. Dallas Zoo officials said- You know, you know, you know they killed humanity, right? It's their fucking gorilla war. That's what fucking destroyed this planet. If I read the next paragraph and it says Dallas is overrun by gorillas, we are going to Cat Hornet Island because yes. I think that's a better place. Oh, we'll start there, friend. I'd rather die by hornet than by gorilla. I mean, we, though we all will die by gorilla. Oh, it's inevitable. When the gorilla wars start. Yeah, well, dude. I mean, come on. All the hotness sweeping this world. Oh. When the gorillas cross the forbidden zone, it's over. So done. It's We're over. Done. We're done. And that forbidden zone are the deserts surrounding the city of Dallas, Texas. Yes. <laughs> Dallas Zoo officials said Patrick gets along fine with humans, but not with other gorillas. Ooh. They said they have tried repeatedly to socialize him with other gorillas, particularly the females, mm -hmm. in the hopes that he might get along and even breed. That's a little weird. Instead, he bit one female and sneers and nips at others. Wow. He does not like gorillas. I suddenly, I'm thought, what if Patrick's giving them a, a hint? Like, I'm not really into girls. <gasps> what if he's just a gay gorilla? Yeah. What if he's a straight up Megillah gorilla? Yeah. And these other gorillas are talking smack about him. Oh, manzies. He straight up hit one. Right. And he sneers and nips at others. Hmm. What does that mean? It's kind of catty. Kind of catty. What'd you say about me? Shut up. He doesn't like me. Be quiet. Huh, can gorillas be gay? I'm assuming they can. Oh, definitely. I mean, all, definitely. All, I mean, sexual preference all yeah. over the board with all other animals. I mean, giraffes can be gay. I know uh, that. Again. I know giraffes can be gay. Megilla gorilla. Yeah, come on. Come on. Like the gayest gorilla ever. <laughs> but are all Hanna-Barbera characters gay? <laughs> Oddly, I, yeah. I, mean, I think they all are. Like, something's going on. Um, uh, thankfully for Patrick, he's been spent, he's being sent to special therapy camp. Oh. Because apparently this is a thing with gorillas, I'm assuming? I don't know, is there just a therapy camp for, like, all animals that cause trouble? Because the article doesn't go into the fact that there could exist a place in the United States where troubled gorillas go... <laughs> For therapy. Well, the thing is, they go and they, they, they camp out and they, you know, have to, they have to pitch in and, like, mm -hmm. you know, work together as a team. They do a lot of trust exercises. A lot of trust exercises? Get on that hike. Yeah. Get back to those mountains. That it's a lot like never... Sleepaway Camp 3. It really is. A nightmare, though, for the people who are mm -hmm. in charge of this. Are gorillas in charge of it? Oh, no. <laughs> what if they just... There's one silverback they have in the Rockies, and they just take all the trouble gorillas to him. Ooh. They leave, and they come back over the weekend, and the other gorilla like, comes down off the mountain, and they go look back, and like they nod at the silverback, and then everything's cool. He starts nice. going back, and... Uh, what what if all the troubled gorillas get together, and then, like, an unscrupulous developer is going to destroy, like, their getaway? Ooh. And they have to come together with the help of a, of kind of a wacky uh, janitor, <laughs> and then save the camp. Trying to trying to gorillatize um, Ernest goes to camp. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think I, I mean, think maybe they'll, maybe they'll get some maybe they'll get the aid of some 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 snapping turtles, put them on little parachutes, and stop mm. the unscrupulous land developers. I like this. If anyone's gonna stop 
um, these renegade are like, well, these greedy land developers. It's going to be a group mm -hmm. of silverbacks mm -hmm. that they didn't expect to see. Yeah. Or, okay, okay, what about this one? What about this one? The, the troubled gorillas, like, they get together and then they visit, like, their counselors, like, um, hometown. Okay. And to, to uh, find out, like, why all the kids in the area have, have, have been killed. Oh, well, that's. And then slowly they realize that uh, um, uh, it's Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, right. Are you just pitching gorilla themed I'm, horror movie? I'm just I'm thinking of every every uh, every troubled kids group movie, which there's a lot of them. Just replaced with gorillas, right? But Freddy it's all Kruger, but it's gorillas. Freddy like, Krueger wouldn't last this? a minute think against a gorilla. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. How would it have been different instead of kids? Instead of kids, they had gorillas. Hmm. Nice hearing from you, Carlos. A gorilla's not gonna put up with that shit. When uh um. Nice hearing from you, Carlos. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> gorilla just rips him in half. Yikes. When Franklin, Frank, Franklin or Bass, whichever one isn't um um Zach Morris, when he's playing that video game. Ooh. Gorilla playing a video game. He's not gonna give a fuck about what Freddy Krueger's no. doing in a video game. He's gonna smash his skull in. Yeah. Freddy will say two words, and the gorilla will just grab yeah. his face and then crush it. Yeah. And Freddy's gone. Okay, what I'm saying is, hmm. um, let's replace our troubled teens with troubled gorillas. I like this. I think they're going to get shit dealt with. <laughs> Much more effective than our troubled teens. And then what's going to happen is that we will just... And why don't we put our troubled teens in you, zoos? You know, what I'm you know where I'm going yes. with that. <laughs> That'll be their new... I mean, once we put them in a zoo, they'll be there for a week, and they'll be like, this sucks. You know we'll what? call it the Jersey Shore. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I like Dumbo. this. I like this. Brad took the problem of Gorilla and gave him an out. And also helped humanity in yeah. the long run. We're not going to have to worry about Freddy Kruegers, our unscrupulous developers, or our Angelas. Or a group of cats or hornets, because they're all in their own island. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now I have another problem for you to solve then, Brad. P.S. Gorilla's going to beat hornets in Cat Island any day of the week. They'll beat the island to the ground. I mean, honestly, just... Like, watch out. Don't let them get a foothold in that island. Because then we're just one step away from crossing the Forbidden Zone and destroying planet Earth. <laughs> Cotton Top Tamarin primates can do something no other primate has been seen doing. I'm going to stress seen doing, mm -hmm. because I'm sure they're doing it and we just don't aware of it. This is the first time we've actually witnessed it ourselves. We needed science to help. They can whisper, Brad. Scary. Terrifying. Scary. The idea of an ape whispering is creepy. Okay, so the New York City's Central Zoo was doing an experiment, and they were going to record uh, tamarins' alarm calls to like alert other tamarins of what's going on, because sometimes they're afraid of people. Mm -hmm. Instead, they caught a whispering sesh. So they sent in, and I don't understand this, Brad. Can you clarify this for me? The sentence reads, but instead of recording their warning calls... When a distrusted zoo worker walked in, oh. the tamarins fell silent. A distrusted zoo worker? Why do they have... How, yeah, like, how did they establish distrust and then just automatically, like, okay, now we know he's distrusted by the tamarins. We'll send him in for the experiment. <laughs> like, I want to know what that story is about. Why, why are they keeping this distrusted zoo worker <laughs> on staff? Like, what did he do to the tamarins? Like, the tamarins are just like, okay, it's a human, we're in a zoo, whatever. He right. comes in and he's just like, he's got food. And then with a sleight of hand, he, like, closes his hand and gets rid of the food and puts it out and then opens it and just starts laughing at the tamarins oh, as they don't know what's up. Fuck that guy. He, he promises does. food and he never delivers it. I hate him. Yeah, 
So the Tamarins, what happened was they were being Tamarins, just doing their thing. Living their life. This distrusted zoo worker walks mm. in, they go silent. Kevin James walks in, and they're like, fuck zoo. this. He promised us a trip to TGI Fridays, <laughs> and now that Here shit comes has not happened. fucking liar, that Ugh. fucking human liar. God. Went dead silent. Gave him the cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. They analyze audio recordings later because they were like, well, that's weird. Generally, they would start yelling because like, warning, distrusted human. And they found out they were whispering, but in a very low... God, did you even see that King of Queen show? That was the stupidest fucking sitcom I've ever seen. How did that stay on the air? That <laughs> stupid fucking shit. I hate that zookeeper. Well, you know he had to fall back on this career, right? Oh. We wouldn't even be here if we wouldn't be with this distrusted zookeeper. You know if he's, his he's, career was going to good. Well, he's, he's got to be somebody's nephew or something because there's no way that guy's fucking famous. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, come on. Why is he a zookeeper? Who's well, somebody's nephew because he's here with us now and I just don't let there he is just look smile okay. at him it's <laughs> like one of those creepy monkey smiles oh. <laughs> he doesn't know we're talking about him <laughs> I want to be I want to do I want to kill his arms <laughs> okay yikes so yeah they went back and realized they were talking in super low um, voices like monkey whispers. Monkey whispers is what we're calling them. Yeah, it's, it's a straight up monkey whisper situation. Is this true? Oh, it's a little monkey whisper. It's a little monkey whisper. Hey, just a little monkey whisper. If Tamarins can do this, you know all the other apes can. Defo. What do you think that gorilla is doing? He's whispering to those oh, women. Terror. Terror. I think it's interesting because I guess the article says that that's the first primate besides ourselves that we have heard whisper. Mm -hmm. And that other creatures do it, but it's kind of like humans imposing whispering on them. Like humans kind of impose the word language onto what other right. animal. I mean, we don't have to get into that argument again or that discussion again. Um, but like the other creatures, it's more of just how they talk. I don't know if it's whispering so much because I don't know if they're consciously trying to make a low sound. But these tamarins fucking know what's up. Yeah, they know what they're doing. If they can, you they're know chimps can. Shit. They really are. We know now that other animals are talking shit about us. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't like animals talking shit. Hornets are trying to take over China. Listen, animals. Know your place on the food chain, <laughs> animal. Cats are, like, obviously planning something on those two mm, islands. Definitely. We got gorillas in the mountains. Well, I like the gorillas, though, because like you, like you said, they're... They're fighting for us. Are I they? Should, I think instead of, how about also instead of like They're trouble. They're fighting for us. Uh, have you seen the Planet of the Asian movies? <laughs> well, they you know, as far as like. Earth. Look, I love the idea that you've talked about an exchange program between troubled teens and <laughs> troubled gorillas. Yes. I do. I, I do love that. I do always prefer a, a gorilla over a troubled teen. Quite true. I mean, fuck troubled teens. Yeah. What if we send a gorilla to Capitol Hill? You think he'd get stuff straightened out? What if we send Tamarins to Capitol Hill? Hmm, I don't know, they'd be making a lot of backdoor they'd deals. They'd make a lot of backdoor deals, but other humans wouldn't be able to make those deals. What if we got some really, like, Tamron's really good heads on their shoulders. They don't understand what money is. They're yeah. like, why the fuck or, would I want money? Hmm. Hey, Tamron, what the hell is this green stuff they're trying to give us? It's stupid. I don't know, should we, su should we support this bill? Probably not. Yeah, this looks dumb. I don't think so, it's kind of stupid. They're giving us a lot of this green stuff. Oh, fuck a looking smile, really quick. Uh, <laughs> they have no idea how we're gonna fuck them over. Oh keep your God. fucking green, keep yeah. your leaves. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I like the idea. Let's, instead of like fearing these mm -hmm. creatures, mm -hmm. why not get them on our side? Let's, I'm wary, I am wary. You're always wary about some of these I, things, right? When you're trying to, you're, Alex, you're Let's always, just take some risks. You're always trying to seed humanity's 
um, 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 place in the world to animals. That's not true. You're trying to let the dolphins take over. You're trying to. You're trying to hmm. to to speed up the process of the gorilla wars. Well, don't get it twisted. The dolphins will take over. Well, <sighs> global warming's a thing. We apparently caused it. We don't have to lean into it. True. We don't have to be like the people on Cat Island. And right. just lean into it. Well, they killed half right. the population. They killed over half the population. We're the only ones left. We have to keep feeding them. So that's it's, fucking parasites. That, that it really parasite is. That makes you love Those cats. Those are parasite islands is yeah. what they are. Yeah. I bet they have like hog farms where the cats are just... Because pigs are a part of the... Um, I guess cycle of that. Dude, that parasite is weird. Have you ever mm. read about it? It mm. is straight up bonkers. Eeks. That's a parasite island. Yikes. That's why they have tourism, to lure them in there for the cats. Oh. Oh, that's a horror oh. island. <laughs> this is terrible. World's falling apart. World's falling apart. <sighs> Fucking animals, man. Craziness. They're after our spot. We couldn't be on top forever, could we? <laughs> I. That's more of a question I'm throwing uh, out, Brad. Can we, we be on yeah, top, please? Yeah, we can. We're pretty good at being, being on top. Um, if I can just add one more quick thing about the gorilla. I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot this part, but it's something that we can't overlook. Okay. Patrick has long been a problem gorilla. Mm. He was hand-raised by people and only really connected with one other gorilla. Mm. An old pinmate, an old pinmate named Jabari who was shot dead by Dallas police after escaping from his enclosure and mauling someone in 2004. <laughs> his only friend was a straight up murderer. His only friend was a murderer and he watched as police gunned him down. And now he doesn't associate with the girls. He just he just likes humans now. Mm. Now the question is does he is he have some kind of issue where he's like no no I'm not a gorilla. I'm just I'm just one of you guys. Or is he just laying a trap and wait? I'm not a gorilla. I'm one of you. Look, guys, I'm. Uh... Look, I'm not. I'm not with these other gorillas. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm one of you. A human. I'm a human. He thinks he's people, y'all. <laughs> worst thing. Hate that so much. But he, like, I, I'm assuming he's doing it so he doesn't get shot. Like I, mean, I think in his mind, this is like trauma. He needs yeah. to go to therapy. Yeah. He needs to get to those mountains. He's not a trouble. He's not a troubled gorilla. He's just a gorilla trying to survive in a world where humans kill gorillas. Brad, I'm going to take you... First, let's get away... Okay, admittedly, today's episode has been a little bit too animal-centric. Maybe Very Brad's right, and I am pro-animals. You are anti-human, I'm, I'm not anti-human, and I'm not and I'm not pro-animal. I'm pro-let's-get-along-together. Mm. Why, why are the hornets fighting us? Why yes. are the cats hoarding their own islands? Let's get together as a group. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get together. Speaking of humans, I'm taking you over to Pennsylvania's Shocktoberfest. Oh, scary monsters. There, there's something that is <laughs> calling itself a premier haunted screen park. And it offers this challenge, Brad. Mm -hmm. All right, let, me, let me know if you're in this. Let me, All right. Let's see if you want this second plane ticket I have on my uh, ah, desk to boy. Pennsylvania. Think you're brave? Sure. Experience the unknown haunted house with zero protection. We dare you to take the naked and scared challenge only at Shocktoberfest. What? This sounds like a terrible idea. Inspired by the hit television show Naked and Afraid on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. What the fuck is that show? Where is that? I want to know about that show. 
Shocktober has created the Naked and Scared Challenge to test your fears and phobias in a whole new level. If it's your first time ever, you can now experience the Unknown Haunted House totally naked. I don't like the fact that it's called the Unknown Haunted House. Yeah. That, I, you want me to run naked through a, an Unknown Haunted House? Why? No, thank you. That sounds like a terrible idea. First of all, I, I, no. Are you, um, I do not know how to pronounce this, Brad, please. Gymnophobia? Gymnophobia? Gymnophobia. Gymnophobia, the fear of being naked. Are you gymnophobic? Find out. Naked and scared tickets are limited. Online ticket purchases recommended. Online recommended. I'm assuming most people get there and they're like, no, I think I'm, I don't know. I like to buy three tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sir, we're sold out. Oh, I'll put these back on. <laughs> Naked and scared challenge allows participants to go through an unknown haunted house nude or, or prude. You can go nude or prude, Brad. Why would you ever want to to go through a haunted house naked? Like, dude, when someone's going to jump out with a um a chainsaw without a chain on it, I would prefer my genitals be covered. <laughs> but Brad, that's because you have been you're accustomed to a very safe kind of haunted house mm-hmm. where your bits aren't everywhere right where you're where you're going through at a leisure pace and someone jumps on you and you're like oh i'm so scared you have never experienced fear my friend mm. you have not ran naked through an unknown haunted house after hours which is where it also takes place yeah also haunted houses they're usually like super dark which i have like terrible night vision so it's already like the like every haunted house is a is it a void to you basically oh um, yeah so it's just like walking around in the Can't dark see anything yeah something it's, flashes it's like what the fuck was that you hear a scream like right. hey but also just imagine like you're going through like a super dark place and everyone you're all you're always you know you got your hands out you're feeling around oh yeah someone's copping a feel yeah people are just like lame people are just either um copping feels that they do not need to be copping or they are inadvertently like having things thrust around them ah i mm, no. like I, I don't really be like reaching for a wall and like grab some dude's penis <laughs> Something you would do. I'm trying. Where's the? Where's the? Why you did? Why are you grabbing for a handle, friend? Why are you grabbing for a handle? Okay, if you're grabbing for a handle, a door. Yeah. See, I've never been to a haunted house. I never want to be. I'm just not a. I don't think I'd be a fan of those situations. It's kind of lame. Um, but I didn't know you had to grope for doorknobs. In that case, someone's grabbing someone's dick. Yeah, definitely. Or something else. Yeah. On accident, it'll just happen. You're trying to run frantically. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I'm so sorry, Greg. Greg, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Oh fuck, Greg. No. <laughs> Hi, Richard. <laughs> no, that's when they turn a flashlight and it's the clown that's like in the house. You just grabbed a naked clown's penis and now you're even terrified. How do you feel about clown dicks? Ah! Run. Terror. So yeah, like I said, you can go neuter prude. Prude meaning that you just wear your underwear as you go through the haunted house. Ugh. Um, it takes place at the end of the Are night. Are you wearing shoes? I guess. Because I'm not That's walking. Weird, I'm though. not walking anywhere without shoes. <laughs> yeah, I would, it's not recommended. Yeah. Especially if you're diabetic, that can. That's that's. Don't don't no. You don't don't put your feet on the the filth. All these people have been going through here, and you're all gonna walk around. You're, you've got to be wearing shoes. So then you're wearing shoes and no clothes, and you look ridiculous. Participants undress. Well, I gotta protect my feet, but like my let's. I'll just leave all my genitals like yeah. straight out. Like look, fine. I gotta protect my feet. I gotta run uh, in two days. I, mean, I gotta run through I'm this. Five k in two days. But I'm really excited to get just freaking scared. There's nothing like having a running into spider webs, mm-hmm. getting caught in fake spider webs. If someone's whispering your name in a creepy way, and then your friend accidentally grabs your genitals. Yeah. I mean, nothing is more terrifying. Yeah. That girl you've been like, um, 
I don't know, you've had a crush on for a while, grabs your dick and realizes, oh fuck, you got a tiny penis, and you're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's what true no! fear is. <laughs> I'm stuck in the spider webs, no! <laughs> I'm stuck in the spider webs! Honey, I'm caught in uh, spider webs. Bill? Let me help you. Bill, is that? Oh. oh. And now she's terrified. Oh. She's, put in, she's put in two months of this relationship. And she's always been like, why is Bill never want to get intimate? This is weird. He's oh, all about no. someone. Uh, this is weird. This is uncomfortable. You and I'm stuck, I'm stuck in a spider web also. And then suddenly a ghoul pops out. <laughs> and and you're like. Ah! With a chainsaw. <laughs> and at that point, no one's having fun. Yeah, everyone's no having the worst time. You're depressed and scared. <laughs> <laughs> and cold. And you're freezing. They don't tell you about that. Participants undress in a semi-private pre-show building? Pre-show? <laughs> I love that hey. it's semi-private. semi-private. What does that mean? It means it's, that means it's a real pre-show. <laughs> everyone Look. take a gander. It's just like Perfect Strangers last week, where everyone turns around, describes, yes. everyone turns around and looks at each other again. Pre-show. They face each other. They're going to face their fear right now of nudity. Mm-hmm. That gymnophobia. Yes. And then they're going to face other fields, holding each other's hands, this dicks. Is, this thing is dating in the dark to a different it level. It really does. <laughs> the worst. Obviously, you have to be 18 years or older. Um, there's also a disclaimer, which may solve some of the problems we just talked about. The Hall of Mirrors is the weirdest. <laughs> <in that place. laughs> it really is. Sharktoberfest has created this experience so their customers can explore a new level of fear. Whatever. This is about fear and pushing oneself out of their comfort zone, is it? This is not about sex. Well, no sexual misconduct, inappropriate or disrespectful behavior will be tolerated. Please note there is an additional cleaning charge if you scare the piss out of yourself. What? Yeah. I don't know if that's the next... Where, where would you push fear, Brad? Would you let people loose in a zoo with all the cages unlocked? I, no, I wouldn't know. No, but I'm thinking that would be pushing fear more than running through I a think, haunted I house think, naked. I think we're, I'm okay with the level of fear. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Oh, did I read that wrong? Okay. My bad, friends. We're okay. Like, we got... Like, it's fine. Like, we don't need more. <laughs> Oh, my bad. The level of fear is just not enough. I'm going to make it scarier. They've tricked me, Brad. At this point, I'm trying to escalate the fear to new levels. And we all know that's not a good thing for me. Let's scale it back a little bit. Okay. Let's let's just, let's, let's make things a little less scary. How would you make it less scary? Would you put people in like... Okay, well, okay, but okay. I'm already thinking of something more terrifying than an actual haunted house. <laughs> Let me backtrack there, friend. How would you make things less scary? All right, all right. Instead of like having like the, the guy dressed up like Jason come out with a chainsaw, what you do is you have the guy dressed up like Jason come out and he's wearing like a sweater and he's got fresh baked cookies. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh. Haunted spectacular cookies. See, in my mind, it would just be... Fresh baked cookies. In my mind, it's people who get sudden shock shocks, but it's like the old-timey movie monsters. Like, maybe Frankenstein is coming out with cookies, mm-hmm. and you're, like, walking through, and you're like, Brad, it's so dark, I can't see. Well, there's not sudden shocks, Alex. Which is, this is this is less fear. Well, like, well, no, that would be oh. the... Hey, watch out. Here comes the monster. He's coming. <gasps> he's coming. He's coming. It'll be just a minute. Everyone be cool. Oh, Everyone wait, be cool. Wait, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. Oh, he's, he'll be right over here. He'll be right over here when he shows up. Oh, hi! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> Frankenstein's monster! You may remember me from the movie Frankenstein! <laughs> nice seeing you! <laughs> oh, kids, and look, there's Frankenstein's uh, cookie wagon. Or cake wagon. <laughs> Everyone take a slice. <laughs> Yay! Yum, 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 yum. See, in my mind, it was still making it slightly scary. Like, you'd be walking through, and then all of a sudden, you just hear, like, from behind you, and you turn around and be like, ah! 
But it, obviously it's Frankenstein, just like with like a birthday hat on. He's got a birthday cake. <laughs> yes. Because every monster's birthday is on Halloween. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's just, he's just nice. And they're like, oh, yes, thank you, Frankenstein. Yay. He just wants you to take a piece. Okay, thank you. You live. Me stay. <laughs> it's a long night. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where I, I like the idea of our haunted houses a little bit more. Personally, I don't. No one needs to be naked. Well, it's just, yeah, it's, just, it's for a special clientele that, that needs the horror scale back a little bit. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's those pre- with heart conditions and the pregnant. <laughs> Listen, do you want to go to a haunted house, but you're a bit of a fraidy cat? <laughs> no worries, we got a place for you. <laughs> what would the wolf man be toting? Because we got all the class. I mean, we basically be taking puppies. Oh, <laughs> that's actually adorable. <laughs> What's that sound? Oh, hey, little fellas. He would start howling, and then little puppies would start howling, because puppies right. do that. Yeah. So there'd just be, like, all these puppies howling, and it'd be the most adorable thing you've ever seen it's in the your wolf, life. The wolfman's pulling, he's pulling, like, a little red wagon full of puppies. Ah. He's like, oh, and then the puppies are, like, trying to howl. They're like, oh, but there's, like, a lot of them, and you're just like, oh, my goodness, it's adorable. Ah. As you're munching on the cake, obviously. Like, all right, yeah. everyone wash their hands or they're at the sink so that everyone can pet the puppies. Ooh. Yeah, I, I love this haunted oh, house. This is great. What is Dracula up to? Like, I really just, I want this to be a thing. We're going to have to think about this. We're, we're going we to put some effort we're, in. We're, this is going to happen, guys. Trust, if, if there's any cowards out there, hit us up. We'll make sure you're there first day. <laughs> first day in line. Does it take place in um, September? Because October is too scary. Of too, a month. scary. too scary. Too uh, scary. It's, it's, going, it's going to take place at about 11 a.m. Okay. On on a Thursday. On a Thursday to start. The least scary. The most the least terrifying. If anything, you're excited for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the, the happiest time. Come to our come to our haunted house, will you? Please, please. My God, the full moon. Well, it's that super special time. It's time to check in with the crew on Baywatch Nights. It's our tradition here on Ramjack to take a minute to play a game. A scary game. Brad, it's your turn. It is. To try to summarize Baywatch Nights in as close to a minute as you possibly can. Right. Without going over. Right, right. Without being under and stretching things. Like, nights. Like you did that one time. Ah, It was fun, though. It was hilarious. (laughs) Just saying. Just making sure everyone knows the rules before we start. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know the full rules until a few weeks ago. It was always the rules. You were just ignoring the rules. I was blissfully unaware of the rules. <laughs> but you knew better. You knew better. <laughs> so I think we started in episode 50. <laughs> Alex just learned the rules. That seems like so long ago. It was. Charles in Charge, episode 50. Guys, go check it out. New boy in the neighborhood. I'm, I miss Charles and Buddy. I, I really do. Gwendolyn of Pembrokes. I, 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 I visit every once in a while. I got, I got it on DVD. I mean, come on. Come on, yeah, that's the best. Brad, tell me when you're ready, man. I am I don't ready. Want, I'm right. ready for this. I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to count you in. With both feet. Um, I don't want to say go this time. Is there something spooky we can say in honor of the Halloween? Yes, I just referred to Halloween as the Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Uh, it's 3 one Monster Mash. <laughs> okay, that works. 
<laughs> Alrighty, ready? Yes. Three, two, one, Monster Mash! Okay, so guys, um, there are some hot winds, um, and that's pretty much what there is. So there's this couple, and they're like the worst. This dude is like, like incredibly out of shape, and he's got is with this hot girl that's his friend, and he's like, hey, I really love you. I wanna, I wanna, could you just listen? She's not listening. Uh, he like gives her a necklace. It says, I love you on it. She's like, you're such a good friend. <laughs> he's like, boo. <laughs> then they see the hot winds coming from the cave. Guys, hot winds are making people crazy. There's a there's all kinds of looting and like fighting and like shit. There's chaos because of fucking hot winds. Um, basically because it's an Indian thing. There's the Yuki Indians and they trapped um a bruja in the cave. <laughs> um, Teague comes and is like, hey guys, I think there's something with these winds. We should chase. We should find the origin of the wind. Everyone thinks that's stupid, but they go along anyway. Angie Harmon's got the internet on a laptop in a car. Um, <laughs> she's following the weather and Indian legends. They. They meet up with a bunch of crazy people. They stop a baby from being killed. Um, in the end, um, Teague breaks his arm somehow because of hot winds. And uh, uh, Haslaw fights a bruja and Angie Harmon steals his magic stick and they stop him. And it's weird. That's Knights. One minute and 16 seconds. Wow. That's admirable, though, friend, because Knights, a lot of crazy yeah. stuff happens. I was and it's also an hour-long show, so is. this is a little bit more challenging. I want everyone to bear that in mind before people start scoffing at <laughs> Brad went to minute 16. Hey, first talking shit about my friend, and second, it was 45 minutes total. All right? You'd be lucky to get to a minute 16. The other thing is, I thought, I, uh, when I first started, I was like, well, there's not much to talk about. But then, like, you start getting, like, oh, there's a lot to unpack. Dude, there's tons. There's a lo- it's, it, not much happens, but there's a lot to unpack. You were chatting about that couple, which is probably my favorite part of the yes. entire episode. For 30 seconds, basically. It was, it was weird. And, yeah. It was the best opening to a Baywatch Nights. <laughs> can we just, can we stop for a minute? I it's love hiking. Time. And, like, just, like, their voices over each other. Yeah. Um... Oddly edited. I thought she was taking him to murder him. Yeah, well, obviously, she. I, I think she was, too. Because she's like, oh, I love hiking. This is so great. So Come let's, on. Let's, just a little bit farther. Just a little bit farther. Can we explain these two people? First off, yes. she's gorgeous. Definitely. I mean, for... When, you said this was 95? 97. 97. Okay, first off, remember that it's 1997. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yes. Okay, so... She's gorgeous for mm-hmm. for any decade. Definitely. Um, Long blonde hair. Very pretty. Thin. Just... For a second, I thought I thought it was long lost Donna. Yeah, I Darabelle. did too. I really thought yeah. like, well, okay, this is the first episode she's in. Weird. Yeah. Why is her traveling companion this odd? Like, yeah, uh, he's not hanging out with her. No. And he's obviously not as fit as her. Like, at all for them to be just walking through the desert as they are. Yeah, he is not faring well in this 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 nature hike. Yeah, he's he's a little out of shape. I wouldn't say he's overweight at all. I mean, but he's definitely I don't know maybe average. He's, but, I mean, he's a, he's a bit overweight, but he is huffing. He is having some huffing, difficulties. And she's walking, and she's like, come on, let's go. It's so great to be walking through the desert with you. And he's like, oh. no, 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 that's not what she says. It's so great to be walking through the desert. No mention of with you. Yeah, yeah. She also stays at least 10 feet in front of him. Yes. Mainly, you think, because he just can't keep up with her, but I really think she doesn't want, just in case someone happens across right. them in the desert, so that they won't associate her with him. Hey. Which is a, a, dude, that's a red flag. Hey, Gerald, could you just make sure you always stay ten paces behind me just in case? Okay, ah, we're friends. No more. So, 
But okay, Brad says that for the until that's actually said, we have no idea what the relationship between these people no, is at all. It's a mystery. Yeah, because she seems blissfully unaware of his presence. She because is he ignoring is, him because he is saying, "Hey, um, can we please slow down? Because I need to take a break." Wow, you really like walking through these this mountainous desert. Um, I do too. It's great, but can we do a little bit slower? Oh, you found another hill. Great, congratulations. Can we stop before we go up this one? Why aren't you listening to me? I Boy, like these hills are. And as Ah. he's talking to her, she's speaking over like, Ah. I just love the desert. Look at all the... I love running. (laughs) Running is fun. So he finally says, he finally overtakes her. I guess he he summons all the strength he has. All of of his dehydrated, um, just Mm -hmm. any type of physicality can. Sprints in front of her and is like, no, listen, we need to stop for just a second. I love being out here with you. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, it's the dead. No, shh, focus right on here, right Focus here. right here. Um, I want to give you something. And I'm really like, oh, is yeah, he about to propose? Yeah, it's just like he's about to propose to her. Yikes. This is weird that they have this relationship. She's definitely out here to kill him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you want to give me something? You you want to marry me and let me have half of you, your money? And then I'll murder you out here? I mean, hmm. Mm, stranger things have happened. So he gets out this giant like um, necklace case. Mm-hmm. She takes it, she opens it, and it's like, <gasps> it's like a sterling silver, huge, like heart pendant. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's a locket, because if it's not a locket, that's one of the gaudiest things yeah, of you can wear. It is huge. A silver chain. She puts it on, and inscribed in it, Brad, what is what is it? It says, I love you. Etched. Yeah. And not He's script like, I really, I really, I wanted to give you this. I re- there's something I really wanted to tell you, and I just really wanted to give you this. He opens it up, it says, I love you. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. This is so nice. Oh, you're such a good friend. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> oh, at which time his, like, his testicles just like, <laughs> done. He's like, oh, fuck. But they don't have time to worry about that, Alex, because they're about to encounter something terrifying. Rumble, 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 rumble. Hot winds. Hot winds. What could that be? The sudden blast of heat and wind. Hot winds. <laughs> let's go check it out. <laughs> Basically, it's that. It's like, let's go check it out. They go up, and there's a, a hole slash cave that's not really a hole. Oh, it's a hole in the, they found... the slightest definition of a hole. Yeah. It goes down forever. Well, it kind of gently slopes down, kind of. They throw a rock, and they hear it like bounce like twice, like, oh, it goes down a really deep way. But I don't know if it goes down. I think yeah. actually the fact that the camera can't stand straight, and at an angle, it just makes it seem like there's a hole. Yeah. I think they're calling a cave a like a, a hole. Yeah. Which it is, but It's, it's just not. a natural rock formation that's not really a cave nor a hole. Yeah. I skip a rock. You can't tell if it goes down forever. We, we hear it hit both times and stop. It just go. It goes on into the darkness, is what it does. We don't. We can't ascertain how deep it is, but whatever. Mm-hmm. There's some quarter. There's like heat coming from it, and she's like, he's like, stay back, and he's like really handsy with her at this point. Like he's got his hand like on her midsection, and I'm like, well, dude, come on. I mean, I know you're both kind of scared right now, and you're trying to protect her, but but don't get handsy. That's weird. Yeah, that's all. That's gross. Um. And then we see, like, what seems to be, like, a twirling stick or something? We see the apparition of a twirling stick. We see a... Not a twirling stick. We see a stick being spun. And on the end of it is rope. Mm -hmm. And attached to that rope is what I thought was a dagger Mm -hmm. of some sort. Or a a flattened arrowhead-like stone Mm -hmm. that is being thrown around and held in place with centrifugal force in the... uh, 
um, the rope. Yeah. But that's like in the smoke uh, or the wind. Mm-hmm. And then they're gone, I guess, or dead. Or they're screaming. They're screaming. They're and just... then there's just like, ah, and that goes into the ah. Of the um, awesome intro, and we see Mitch just walking up like a fucking pro, and then all of a sudden the clarinet. This is like I think this is like the earliest the credits have ever appeared in a Baywatch Night episode. Yeah, they're never they're never not welcome in any situation. True, true. Out there on the beat, oh, creeping around cemeteries at night, just mm. getting down to business makes me sleep better at night. Definitely, definitely. You know, in our haunted house, I think we're gonna have Mitch Buchanan pop up. He's gonna be walking outside, so yeah. you feel safe. So you just so you feel safe. Him and Angie Harmon, let's get that team back oh together. My gosh, let's do it. How much money would we have to like lay down to get, get it? That's the Kickstarter we need. Like honestly, like let's say that we were like something happened and we were ridiculously wealthy how much money would it cost to bring back Baywatch Nights if we're ridiculously wealthy it wouldn't take as much as you think because at that <laughs> point money has changed in our minds right it's like oh a hundred thousand for every app that ain't nothing here a million and up whatever and you know, we, we gotta buy you out of your Rizzoli Niles contract alright how we're, much is it gonna take because we're doing nights we're doing nights again you're, you're going back to the beach <laughs> If like I like Frankie and Annette, you're going back to the beach. If I had control of also nice... also um, David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon, you're going to remake Back to the Beach, <laughs> unrelated to nights. That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, Beach Blanket Nights. Yes, that's the name of the game. Um, take a dagger meant for a werewolf. <laughs> Grab a silver bullet or two. Do 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 do. do. Yeah, it's, that's that's a moneymaker. Definitely. But if I had control of Knights, the only thing I would really change is I would want there to be more of Mitch's lifeguarding involved, or at least mentioned. Right. That way we have an anchor in Baywatch, mm-hmm. which it takes place. I mean, it's a Baywatch-themed. Right. Yeah. It's branded Baywatch. So Mitch is like, we understand why in his off hours he wants to hang out with Angie <laughs> Harmon yes. and away from his friends at the beach. Mm-hmm. Because he never, you never actually see him at night in any of the Baywatch episodes. Like, you'll see him at home with his fam, but he doesn't do things on his own. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. He's on the beat with Teague and Angie. That's what I want. I, now, when we, when we bring back uh, Baywatch Nights, how much Eddie Sebrian and Don Derrico do we have in the show? I think that they're in the credits and never seen in the show. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. Never. <laughs> Maybe, like, you're talking to them on the phone every once in a while. Well, didn't he talk to Eddie Sebrian on the phone? And asked him to call the cops in this episode? I Did he? That I thought that too he called when he asked him to go call the cops. Hmm, maybe. But we'll get to the gum fiasco in a second. True. So, Mitch is playing with, um, uh, uh... Oh, well first, there was all this new stuff about the fucking Hot Wind going oh, crazy. Oh, right. Like, that we see the initial stages of Hot Wind. Much like in the uh, Viking episode, this episode has a lot of stock footage. Yeah. A surprising amount, especially for what happens in it. Um... So, we find out that in L.A., it's either spring or, like, it is late spring. winter-ish. Because it's, it's, it's not even summer yet. It's not even summer, but it's fucking hot outside. Like, it's the heat index is over 100. Oof. And it's called, you know, L.A. When the heat gets hot, the traffic gets crazy. I don't know what, don't know why, but whatever. So, be careful. So, that's the, the first... All the freeways are basically just parking lots. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Hope you like to park, because you'll be in traffic for days. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so 
that's the beginning of the hot winds. Yeah. We see Mitch at home doing his thing. Uh, what is he doing exactly? Oh, he's getting his climbing gear. Yeah, he's getting his climbing gear. He wants gear. to go climbing. Yeah. And Angie Harmon cannot shut the fuck up to leave him alone. So Angie Harmon's just talking about traffic. And Mitch is not paying attention because he's focused on these ropes. He's got to get his climbing gear together. Mitch, this guy coming off in traffic. And then he gives me the finger. Mitch. Mitch, are you listening to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut your finger or some shit. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I cut my finger off and they reattached it backwards. That's nice. Whatever. Mitch. <sighs> Mitch. And he's like, I, I love that he stops and says, what do you want? <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, I've just had a really stressful day. And the one thing I want is my partner to just appreciate me and just listen to me. And he's like, come here. And at this point I'm like, well, wait a minute, what is Angie Harmon and Mitch's like relationship? Seriously. Because this sounds like a weird kind of couple thing. Yeah. They embrace-ish? Like I think he's about to kiss her, but they don't. Like he's like, come here. And he just, I guess his way of comforting his friends is he brings them in, Fucking them. Cheek, to, <laughs> cheek to cheek, and just like makes the sound of like, mmm, just like cuddling-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, all right, now what's going on? It's so weird. It's not friendship thing. Brad and I have never uh, rubbed cheeks together, and never. I don't think that's I don't think never. that's ever gonna happen because Brad refuses to listen to me when I talk about my problems. <sighs> um, Come <but>. here, <laughs> mm, friend. It's so. Mm, mm. My beard is actually pretty soft, ladies and gentlemen. You don't realize that unless you're up on it. Um, so yeah, that's weird. I'm I'm not I'm not judging the relationship, but I am gonna throw out that is fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Not as weird as Mitch's amateur um, aquarium hobby, yes. which has failed. There's an aquarium in the background that is as dark as I'm not even sure. It's it's it, it, it's, it's devoid a, of it's, life. It's, I mean, it's a night aquarium. It's the night's aquarium. It's filled with zombie ghost fish. There's no light. It looks like there's some kind of weird seaweed in there. No fish. Yeah. Dead. They're all, they're all dead. Dead fish. Dead fish aquarium. It just looks cold and vacant. So after the little weird friend hug session, cuddle session, mm -hmm. nose rub, kiss, whatever, Teague rolls in. Yeah. Now, I would like to propose a theory right now if I might. Please do. I'm just going to throw it out there, and I want people who are going to be enjoying nights like we are to just think about it. What if Teague isn't a person? <laughs> what? What if Teague isn't a human? Very possible. The reason I say this is because Teague is weird. Teague <laughs> is straight up weird. He doesn't act like a human. And he doesn't act like a person. Like a normal person wouldn't just right. spray roses with a spray bottle. Just the rose petals, mind you. Break out your old-fashioned slide rule. Get your newfangled new tech. Yeah, a person doesn't talk like that. Yeah. Not a person from the century. No. Not a straight up human. Also, may I point out, okay, we're experiencing the hottest time ever. Like, it's like crazy heat. Um, Teague is wearing a, a long sleeve, like, black sweatshirt. Yeah, all black everything. He's wearing all black this episode. Mitch is also wearing a jacket, so, I mean, he's crazy, too. Whereas Angie's wearing, um, a, uh, a very nice summer dress. A very tasteful yellow summer dress. I don't know what the pattern is. Did you pick up on it? I couldn't really discern it while yeah, we were watching I, I'm it. I'm not sure. I know that it fits her well, and she's really pretty in it. Definitely. Looking foxy. I think we know who's winning best dress. So Teague rolls in and is like, guys, I got a case for you because mm -hmm. it is hot outside. And Mitch is like, Teague, what the fuck? I'm going climbing. I don't have time for this. No, I don't think you understand, Mitch. This heat, it's not coming from any known pressure zone. Huh? It's coming from the wind. This, no, not the Teague, regular wind. Teague, listen, we all know the Santa Ana winds roll in off the desert and it makes things warm. Nope, this isn't that Mitch. <laughs> this, is a, this is a different wind. <laughs> 
I love that they really are. It's hard for me to reenact the argument because I didn't fully understand what the problem was. Because they basically just talked about, yeah, winds are created by highs and lows of pressure. Right. They're created by temperature differences uh, in the atmosphere. And that's kind of what they both say, but they're but they're both like no. But but then Teague's like, but that's but those winds. This is the this isn't those winds. These are different winds. These winds have an origin that isn't the atmosphere. So was it like? Listen, I've got satellite photos. Don't you see all these fractures, all these earthquakes? Something's happening here, and we need to find out where the origin of this wind is. And Mitch is like. Hold up, Teague. There's not an origin for wind. <laughs> there isn't an origin for wind. You can't find where the wind starts, you dummy. If if something, if air is being blown out of the earth, yeah. then we're all fucked. Like I don't know what situation <laughs> that is. Is it na- is it methane? Like is it the natural gas? Like that's what making the people crazy is that they're all getting fucking high out of their goddamn minds. They can't breathe oxygen. But then Teague says. There is origin to this wind. It's just like finding the origin of the Mississippi River. <laughs> Why does Dean continue to reuse the river as a metaphor for everything in oh, this? No. We all know the Mississippi. What was it? He doesn't say the thing I was about to quote at this juncture, but he will say more things about the river. Um, so, the, wait, the, what does he the, say to The Angie? Mississippi River has an or like. There's a beginning of the Mississippi River. Well, tributaries and like. Yeah, but that all, like, much like the wind, it all does, it's not, there's not an actual origin. There's a place where we start labeling the Mississippi River. Yeah. But that water, it's not originate. like, there's not a... Well, if anything, the river metaphor kind of helps his case, and the fact that that's something physical that we can directly see and kind of understand, but the wind is a super complicated thing. Like, you're not gonna, the Angie Harmons and um, Mitch's aren't gonna really understand the science behind that. It's the closest thing Teague from whatever future he may come from, Mm -hmm. or like whatever past, or whatever species of- Or whatever factory he came from. Yeah, it's- the quickest way to get that into their minds. And I can't remember what he says to get Angie to fall for, but he's, he digs his claws into her somehow. I think it may be when he says, no, but this wind has a different origin. And she's like, what do you mean? And Mitch <laughs> is like, god damn it. All I wanted to do was go climbing. <laughs> Look, I've had a really stressful week at the beach. Uh, those kids died because of me and my negligence. And I'm going to have to live with that. Plus my son, I, I, he's growing up and it's hard to be a single father. And that one girl with the brown short hair, I mean, I'm stringing her along. I mean, and what is me and Angie's relationship anyway? I don't know, but I really wanted to go mountain climbing, goddammit. Too bad. We gotta go find the origin of wind. Yeah. We gotta go find where these hot winds are coming from. Then he said, he does say something that's paranormal close to the end of it, to where I was like, nope. I was kind of with T, because oh, no. he is talking about pressure and things, and like, well, look, this may be some kind of like actual terrestrial event. We need to think about this. There's a natural cause also. This is when he's like, all right, guys, you may not believe me yet, but we've recorded the sound of the wind. That's the thing that's like, oh, <laughs> Then he pulls up a tape where he's like, and then we slowed it down, and this is what we heard. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's like noise. It's, it's not, I thought it was going to be like a voice saying something like, I'm coming for you. I am the hot wind. Like, say anything. It was really just the sound it of wind slowed down. Instead of it being like, it was, it was like, it was literally the sound of slowed down wind. <laughs> and Angie and uh, Angie looked at this like, oh, this is, this is a real thing. Oh my goodness, Teague, you're a genius. And Mitch is like, fuck, 
I have the weirdest friends. <laughs> I really got. I really guys are hanging out with those people from the beach. Why don't they want to hang out with me? I try so hard. That's the problem. Man. You try. You so try too hard. hard. Pamela's doing her own thing with that other boy toy. Boy. What's that one girl? The blonde, like the the brunette that was on there for a while. I don't. Yasmin Bleef. I don't remember their character oh, names. Yeah, yeah. She's not interested in Mitch. Mitch no. is that weird older dude who hangs out with Angie Hart. Mitch no. is with the occult group. Like <laughs> Mitch is like. A step away from gothic are like yeah. that that old 90s kind of like ooh counterculture yeah which actually it kind of makes me like Mitch more in a way definitely um so it Mitch just, is a part-time private detective I yeah. mean he's a lifeguard slash part-time private detective pri- lifeguard slash part-time supernatural private detective can we please watch the episode the Christmas episode of Baywatch for Christmas on Ramjack. Yes. Because I really think that one, like I've said before, ties, nights, everything together. Because awesome. it's the only one where supernatural things happen in it. So Definitely. obviously, to me, that's the bridge. Definitely. So, they get in the car. And because I guess they're heading to the desert, they don't hit traffic as much. Well, no, they're going to the car. Right. And they're going to the car. And, like, T's like, but Mitch, you, you really you should believe me. Like, people are acting strangely. It's Los Angeles, all right? People are weirdos here. <laughs> All right. Have you been to Venice Beach? It's a bunch of weirdos. He's like, ah. And then we see this guy who's got, like, he's, he's trying to get gum off his shoe, but then all of a sudden his hands are, like, covered in gum. Okay. We can assume he was not trying to get gum off his shoe. There is no fucking way that gum was webbed on his hands as it was just from getting it off of his shoe. Yeah. Dude, like, stretched it out and then, like, wrapped his fingers around it like a fucking taffy pull. And he got scared because he got panicked because it's so hot and he just can't. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They they chalk up a lot of this craziness to just heat. Right. Like Mitch is like, when it gets hot, people get weird. And Angie's like, yeah, it's like when the moon gets full. And, and that's when Teague's like, something else is happening. Trust me. This isn't the moon. And it's something not else, the heat. Look, Ziggy's saying something else is happening. It's the hot winds. <laughs> it's the hot winds. <laughs> the hot winds. All right. So yeah, he runs into Gum Guy. Gum Guy's like, ah, I can't get this gum on my hands. And then he starts flipping out and starts... Uh, he's, there's, like a, there's like a brick wall, and he starts rubbing his hands... Frantically. Frantically. Trying to scrape the gum off. And he's, he's like scraping his hands until they're bleeding. Bleeding on, on hardcore. Like... And Mitch is like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? <laughs> Mitch like, grabs his hands like, dude, relax. Like, if Mitch hadn't been there, he would have rubbed his hands down to stumps. Yeah, screaming. <laughs> Just get the gum off. Get the gum off. <sighs> so crazy like that is a weird like, somebody wrote that yeah somebody was like hey what if this guy thinks he has gum all over his hands and he starts trying to wipe it off on the wall but he like rubs his skin off on the brick wall <laughs> why would he do that hot winds <laughs> I, in my mind like a team of writers wrote all these episodes like in a weekend and then like a, a directors were handed them and they had were like alright I guess we'll just I have no idea what's going on either but we'll make it work I love it. Um, so good. So, but I do love that Mitch told Angie and T to go ahead. Go, go ahead. He'll handle this. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. Like, the guy looks at his hands, bloodied, screams, and runs away. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, and then Mitch calls up a lifeguard buddy. Maybe it's Griff. I don't know. He calls up somebody. He's like, hey, uh, I just ran to this crazy guy. He's like, getting bloody hands. He's running down the sidewalk on He was a, freaking out because he had gum on his he's hands. He's like, uh, would you call, call the LAPD to, to check on him? He might be high on something. Yeah, he could be dangerous. First of all, Mitch, you are... You have the police phone number. Why are why are you putting an intermediary? Why are you having like Eddie Sebrin call the police? Can you trust Eddie? Why when, when they ask questions? So you say you saw a guy with bloody hands running down the stuff? No, no, my friend called me and told me to call you. And uh, there's oh, a there's a guy. He's a high maybe. I'm not really sure. Well, he's got, the city's going he's, crazy. He's got his. Heat. 
His hands are bleeding. I don't really know. My friend Mitch, uh, uh, he's at Mitch, Mitch Buchanan. Hey, yeah. All right. Well, we'll just, uh, we'll have someone check that out. Oh, boy, it's that crazy guy. Ooh, he's the one that's always talking about vampires and werewolves and monsters and shit. Just ignore it. <laughs> Weird Egyptian, uh, trans-dimensional... <laughs> Like, yeah. He's the guy that was listening to Dust or something. I, he's the worst guy. You he, remember he, he, he's in here when we were trying to concrete up the old police station? Uh, Why did we do that? Well, uh, we don't know. I don't know. Oh, hot winds, who knows? Mitch? You mean that Valhalla guy? Yeah, the Viking dude. That the, weirdo that the, keeps calling the station. The guy that set the uh, the, the, frozen, the unfrozen Viking warrior on fire? Yeah, it cost the state like a ton of money. The dude's a jerk. Is he in the station? I gotta give him a piece of my mind. No, he's not. He, he, hey, one of his you friends leave, called you something in. You leave him alone. He saved, he saved my daughter from drowning. Ah, <laughs> uh, did he? I, I, I do like that. That's why Mitch right. made his friend call, because yeah. the police wouldn't trust if it was him. Right. Is, is he the one that hangs around with that, that Ryan broad? Oh, boy. She is crazy. Well, she's a looker, though, right? Oh, she's a real looker. <laughs> she's just straight like, up. Oh, just a crazy potato. <laughs> That's one kooky potato. <laughs> <laughs> Looks yeah. good in a dress, though. Looks good in a dress. Looks damn good in a dress. Just a kooks, though. Just she, crazy. She is a kooky potato. Yeah, don't trust none of them. Did they call? No, oh, I think they... No, he had a friend call. Ah, typical. Uh, I think it was Griff. <laughs> Are you separate? Is he not modeling today? <laughs> hey, is she going for a run? Because he said he wanted to go for a run with me. But he canceled because of a modeling thing. Uh. All right, I'm going to go on my rounds. I'll be back. All right, bye. I love the LAPD. <laughs> like, they're really... <laughs> They really, take a, they really take the time to know a community they, and the they, people that phone in. They do. They do. So <laughs> so nothing gets done with that guy. No. I'm assuming he rubs his hands and stumps like a block away. Yeah, he's done so. They head out to the desert. Mm-hmm. And as they're driving, Teague starts talking nonsense. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Like, though. Teague brings up the most random craziness like hey you know you know this could be winds from like okay look it could be winds from the uh the desert the san ano winds we all know they're famous infamous but what if um it was something else like what if it was a native american spirit <laughs> and mitch is like god damn it i do need to get new friends <laughs> it's like teague teague has like molder powers he really he, he has, is the molder he of, has the same magic genie the same magic bullshit genie where whatever you say no matter how fucking crazy it's gonna come true um, Angie Harmon is on her laptop, um, logging onto the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check the, um, the winds are, uh, yeah, like, the heat and everything, like, all the weather, um, facts are coming in mm-hmm. on my 56k wireless modem. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't even, I mean, Wi-Fi wasn't even a thing. I don't even know how the fuck you're supposed to get internet wirelessly in 1997. Yeah, not like a thing. if anything, that was like super pre-tech. Yeah, like how much? How could she be downloading this while they're moving? <laughs> it's like it's like the it's like the cable. It's like the phone cord is hooked into like a, one of those car phones, like in like the the brick in the case. But we don't hear the modem. We would hear the modem in '97. Yeah. You've got mail. Oh! I also love how she's got one arm, like, wrapped around her stomach. Uh, like, oh, it's so cold. And she's just pecking at the computer keyboard. Yes. 
and also getting information instantaneously. I don't know what world she lives in. No clue. Unless she's confusing, like, one of those Encyclopedia Britannica CD-ROMs mm-hmm. with the internet. But she is getting weather facts somehow. If she's... Th- well, is she, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> like, in my mind, she puts the AOL disc in and thinks that's the internet. So when she puts in, okay, I'm going to change my internet out and I'm going to put an encyclopedia in. Let me look up these facts about the, the Yuki Indians. Mm-hmm. The Yuki Indians. Oh, you're right. What was th- What was the name of the spirit? Um, it's the Bruja. The Bruja. Not the Bruhaha. Oh, yes, that's an event. Not a Bruhaha, it's a Bruja. It's a Bruja. A Bruja is a, it's an evil, it's an evil Yuki spirit. Yeah, that uses heat, I guess, to drive people crazy or evil or something. It uses hot lens. Yeah, it's a mis- Well, if anything, it's a mischievous spirit. Right. Let's but be honest. They, they, I don't want to put the word evil it on and it. They, they'll put it away in a cavern or something. Well, I do love, as she's explaining the mythology and, um, Teague is eating it up like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Mitch says, is that documented? <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's right here in the myth. Uh, Angie, myth isn't real, honey. It's a mythology. I, like, it's like very tangently, often not even, but sometimes loosely based on reality, kind of maybe. Again, all they are going off of, there is a heat wave. Yeah, I mean, and, they are making some giant leaps. And there are, I love when Teague is like, there's, there's been a whole lot of so-called incidents um, they are incidents. <laughs> Teague, they're incidents. You can't say so-called incidents unless these are fictional things that did not happen. <laughs> a lot of people have been getting into fights, car accidents, uh, road rage. A lot of so-called incidents. Vampires? No, Angie. It's not no. always vampires. It's hot winds this time. It's hot winds. It's, it's the spirit. It's, it's the a, it's Yuki an e- spirit. It's an evil Yuki spirit hot wind. It's a bruja. It's a bruja Yuki Indian hot wind evil spirit. Mitch? <laughs> yeah, if you get in this call, just please call me. Pamela, it'd be great to hang out tonight. Just get a drink. It's Mitch! Oh, I'm sorry. It's, please call. Just please call. Where, where's everyone hanging out at? Where, where are all my lifeguards at, huh? <laughs> but seriously, please give me a call. Mitch, we don't have time for this. Please. I need you to pick up. I need you to pick up your old-fashioned slide rule. Get your newfangled high tech. The newfangled high tech is the futuristic tech of the internet that Angie apparently yeah. has on. Angie's on got her newfangled high tech, and they're gonna they're gonna track this thing down. Um, but then they're they're driving down the road and they see like an old-timey farmer. Um, is pouring gasoline all over himself. I love that Mitch from the road sees him in a field and says, he's not doing what I think he's doing. <gasps> Do you think he's pouring gasoline all over himself? I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. But at a distance, I don't know. So Mitch gets out to go see what's up. He's like, dude, what are you doing? T, grab the blanket. <laughs> um, and Mitch is like, no. No, don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't you fucking do it. And the farmer's like, <laughs> frantically gets on, he brings out his lighter, he gets his Zippo out clicks it, and then there's a, a shot of just Mitch that goes, my god! <laughs> and the fire, and yeah, the farmer's engulfed in flames, he's like, yeah. and then Mitch tackles him, and well, also well, gets well, caught well, on fire? I think what you mean is, I think there's there's the moment where Mitch yells, oh my god, and then we cut to the stuntman setting himself on fire, and the other stuntman dressed as Mitch Buchanan, like, jumping on him to put him out. In a bad way, like in an improper way, because they both catch on fire. Did you see, like, yeah. the Mitch, Mitch, in quotation marks, legs and arms also catch on fire? Yeah. So he, but, okay, of course, quick cutaway, Angie and, well, Teague is stone-faced, thinking about who knows what. Angie is caught up in the moment, hand over her mouth, like, oh no, Mitch, my friend, or fuck buddy, or who knows what, my partner, as she says. Yes. Um, but then we cut back and everything's fine. He's like, I can't believe this guy didn't get a burn on him. 
Yeah, must have just lit the, the gasoline on fire and uh, everything else is fine. Yeah, because that's a thing. That yeah. happens. That's, right. that's, that's, that's The gas normal. burnt up and uh, clothes didn't even get cinched. Weird. Oh. What's wrong, man? Why'd you do that? Well, I had to get the, I had to get the bees off of me. Okay, but well, first off, we can assume he was crazy. Yeah. So you don't really have to ask. Um, Alex, you can't assume he's crazy because he tells us, I know you guys must think I'm crazy, but I was covered in bees. Head to toe, they were in my ears and my eyes. Well, if this was a small province in China, mm. maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but not in California. Not in Los Angeles. No, thank you. And they're like, okay. I don't see any bees now, crazy person. Well, well. How'd you get a bee? Listen, if you're covered in bees, and I, that would be the worst. It would to, be. To be like being killed by bee stings. I agree. You know what would be worse? Being on fire. Dousing yourself in gasoline <laughs> and lighting a match. Like that's, that's a final. That's a final solution in a very yeah. desperate situation. Yeah. You're just being stung by bees. Yeah. Run. Kill them. Kill them. Just can you do that? I don't jump so. off a cliff. Yeah. If, if you're gonna die, but like do it quick. Don't don't burn yourself. Up. That is a long, painful death. Yeah, that's the worst. But uh, this is what happens when hot winds get you, Alex. Hot winds. Hot winds. Now, while this is going on, Angie Harmon looks over to to the van, and what's that? On top of it? It looks like a brouhaha. Is that a brouhaha in that van? I think it's a brouhaha, Brad. <laughs> I think this is straight up brouhaha in that van. She's like, what? There's a person on the van. Brouhaha. <laughs> brouhaha. Brouhaha. Make your salsa. God damn it, Angie. <laughs> I don't see anything now. It's you, just a... You crazy potato. A brouhaha? I love when she tells this to him. I thought he did a classic James Bond and, like, grabbed her face and shoved her in the car like, bitch, yes. get in the fucking passenger seat. Yes. Because I think they're going to take the farmer somewhere and drop him off. Yeah, they're going to take him home. They're going to take him home. So after she says that, he kind of, like, gets up, like, on the car frame and looks at the top and notices there's no dents or scratches on the car roof. And he gets down and is like, Angie, Listen, I, I didn't see anything. There's dust on the top of the car. There would be footprints if there had been somebody standing there. Mitch, Mitch, listen to me. I think I saw Bruja. <sighs> whatever. God, can we just fuck? And, like, you stop talking. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Mitch goes around, checks his voicemails, doesn't have any. Checks for texts, no one's texting. No. So he's stuck on this stuck on this road trip. <laughs> Guess I'll keep up with these idiots. <laughs> that are chasing after wind. Shuts I'm the door. Eddie, Eddie Saffron. I am literally chasing wind with these assholes. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, what you doing tonight? Eddie, what we doing tonight? I know you're gonna Eddie, modeling. Eddie, let me know thing. what's going on. I know you're gonna modeling thing, but come on, please. Eddie, please let me know I what's going on tonight. I am chasing wind. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Angie, and that's a, that's fun, I guess, when she's not talking. Oh, this is the worst. But Teague is uh... Teague is tape recording the wind and playing it back slow. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> It's the fucking worst. Angie, I don't think it was a brouhaha. I recorded everything on my tape recorder as Mitch was doing it, and I played it backwards, and I didn't hear anything. And normally the brouhaha would say something. Woody dig? What, what the fuck are you talking? So they drive off. Angie's still chatting about the brouhaha on her computer. I know, I saw it. All right. All we check right. the nets. She's checking her sights. And then this, this is where T like, volunteers information. Oh, was he, was he carrying a stick? Actually, he was carrying a stick. Wait, wait, was he carrying a... I think she says he was carrying a, a stick. He's like, wait a minute. Was it a long, thin, wooden, like, pole thing? Oh, with a rope and, like, something on the end of it. And it's like, well, first you just described a stick. I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. At first I thought he was being sarcastic. <laughs> was it a long, well, wooden was it? pole? Was it, yeah, it was a long, wooden <laughs> shaft. Of course it's a fucking stick. 
No, but he's serious because yeah. it's Teague, and this is the world that we live in. And, and he knows, he, so he knows what this thing is. Oh, by the way, he has a stick that gives him his power. <laughs> what? So they keep going down the road. Oh, sorry. And this is where Teague is like, oh, I think it's a bruja. And then Angie looks up. And then, then Angie Then she knows it's a bruja. So Teague knows all the information ahead of time. Like, what the fuck Another case for he's not quite human. Exactly. How did he know that the winds had an origin? Mmm. Mm. Keep driving. What if, okay. What if Teague is the vision? Well, it's not Agent Coulson. Wow. It's Teague. Teague is the vision. You Baywatch Nights is part of the Marvel Universe? Obviously. Just fucking please let it be part Obviously. of the Marvel Universe. Come on. I want come Thanos on. to come down from the heavens, and I want Mitch Buchanan to be right there. Yes. I will. I mean. <laughs> and Angie Harmon. Well, Thanos. <laughs> what? Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Come on. <laughs> the original Nick Fury is Mitch Buchanan. The OG Nick Fury. Yeah. So Sam Jackson's father is Dr. David Hasselhoff. He comes, he comes, yeah. He rolls up on Thanos in the sequel, or even Loki again, and is like, let me show you how it's done, son. I like it. Angie's I like it. they're still looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. You know, there have been all those, like, rumors, and, like, Angie Harmon like, is, like, actually campaigning to play She-Hulk, which would be awesome. That would be good. She would be an awesome She-Hulk. Like, if she ended up actually playing She-Hulk, that means David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon would be part of the Marvel Universe. Nice. That's all we need <laughs> that would in be the pretty world great. That'd be for pretty world great. peace, I think. I, any, yeah, that would be awesome. She would be a really good She-Hulk. Yeah, she would. I would like to see how they do a She-Hulk movie, just because I'm not sure how they would. I mean, no, she's a lawyer, right? Like, it's a, mm-hmm. like, it's not just like, Bruce no, Banner. No, because no. Like, no, she's like fully intelligent. Yeah. It's more, it's a more She-Hulk, it was always, yeah, it was more like satire. It was like, uh, I think it was like the, it was basically the Howard the Duck of, of its time, like late 80s. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. To get back to nights, they're driving. The road trip continues. They mm-hmm. drop the farmer off. They're by themselves in the car. Mitch sees something. There's a car with a mob around it up mm-hmm. the road, and they are taking four by fours and just like our two by fours, four by fours, taking other cars uh, for four wheel <laughs> drives and just like running it over like a monster truck rally. Um, no, they're taking two by fours and just smashing it. They're like hitting it with their hands, like going primal. Just a bunch of white white trash yokels. It looks like yeah. In the deserts of California. Smashing this car up. And Teague's like, Mitch, we ain't got time for this. And uh, Mitch says, Teague, that ain't my style. I gotta save these people. (laughs) So Mitch kind of rolls up and like a bully shoves people around. (laughs) Yes. Hey, get away from that door. So he kind of commandeers the passenger side of the vehicle. It honestly it looks like I, I, like, I don't know why the guy would trust him because he looks just as aggressive as the people trying to kill the guy. But they're not attacking each other. Well, at least he's attacking them. But they don't attack Mitch. They're they're dead set to get the guy yeah. in the car. So as Mitch rolls up, which is perfect timing, and starts shoving these people out of the way, mm-hmm. someone hits the crowbar and fucking just destroys the windshield. Yeah. Another guy, uh, basically, I don't know if he punches or, like, kicks, like, shatters the uh, passenger side um, window, mm-hmm. starts groping for this guy. Another guy takes his fucking handkerchief, puts it down the gas... Um, um, gas tank. Yeah. And I could sets not think it of on gas tank. Fire. I was trying to think of the proper name, which I don't know, of like where you put the gas into the gas tank. Like, the gas... Entry valve? I have no idea. The gas valve thing. Anyway, he puts it in there and starts to light it. 
Yeah. She's fine. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Thankfully, Mitch gets the door unlocked. <laughs> door opened. He pulls grabs out, this pulls guy. Pulls out Thor. Pulls out Thor and runs away. And as he runs with him, the car explodes. And how it doesn't kill everyone else, I don't know. Well, we never. We don't see. We don't. We just see the big explosion. Like oh, the white trash people are gone. <laughs> so yeah. you just assume that they've been wiped out. Um, can we talk about the driving sequences in this episode? Sure. There are a lot of long, boring driving sequences with, like, weird music. Mm-hmm. The music in this episode is also super weird. This episode feels like a prequel to Birdemic. <laughs> You've got Quite crazy true. people, like, attacking things. Mm-hmm. you got long, weird driving sequences with weird music. A lot of wind. Also a lot of tumbleweeds in this mm-hmm. in this episode just randomly placed, which I love. I, yes. I thought it was an awesome touch. It feels like Birdemic, though. Oh, yeah. So they get in the car and just jet off. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the car blew up. I'm sure a lot of people died. Whatever. I love uh, he, this guy's like, well, I was going to work at the at the uh, was the gas and water department. Mm-hmm. And Teague's like, Teague picks up his cell phone. And he calls, hello, this is the gas and water department. We have one of your employees. <laughs> he was attacked on his way to work. We're bringing him there now. Goodbye. <laughs> Make sure you have an officer there to escort him or question him about what happened. Doesn't, have, doesn't give the guy's name. No. <laughs> He's like, we have one of your employees. He was attacked on the way to work. We're bringing him there now. Goodbye. <laughs> So basically, the people acting chops. Well, no, I, I acting chops. If you were on the front desk, like just one of those quick to draw conclusions or panic people, yeah. secretary at the front desk, she thinks someone's kidnapped yes. and is holding someone hostage and coming to the fucking water plant. And you better have money outside <laughs> and a unmarked bills and a case, or they're gonna kill him. Because Teak has that threatening voice. He does. So the water plant is in panic right now. Yes. <laughs> So they're driving, mm-hmm. and Thor, we call him Thor because there's a guy with like a goatee and a long blonde hair, mm-hmm. but the water plant guy. Yeah. So I was talking about how he his, he had to change his tire, and all of a sudden people just started stopping and just like trying to threaten him and bully him around, and they just escalated. So they roll up on a semi truck in front of them, and of course Mitch has to stop again because he's a hero. And there's another crowd of people, seemingly from nowhere in the desert, mm-hmm. chanting, Drop the baby! Drop the baby! I think some of them were the same people, by the way. They might have been. They um, just ran down the road faster than the car yes. could go. Beep. Those hot winds, man. Hot, they tra- took their kites and just sailed over they there. They traveled on the hot winds. <laughs> or if you slow that down. If you slow it down. <laughs> I don't know. I did, I'm just assuming some evil sounds. So, um... Yeah, there's a woman standing on top of the semi holding a baby. Like, over, like about to drop like, it. Like old-timey Michael Jackson style. <laughs> Blanket. Blanket, oh my god. Ah. They're, they're chanting to drop the baby. And Mitch is like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Yeah. And then all of a sudden Thor's like, yeah, fucking drop the baby. And they're like, okay, Thor's gone. So Mitch climbs the semi-truck, gets on the, the, the that kind of supply truck thing, and is talking to her and saying like, hey, what's up? She's like, I don't know. He's like, don't drop your kid. Like, don't listen to them. Get no, the- they're gonna make me. I have to do it. Listen, I have to. I don't want to, but I have to. And Mitch is like, what the fuck? And he looks over and who's on the back of the truck with him? It's a brouhaha. Spinning that little stick. Just spinning that. With all his brouhaha powers. And that's when Mitch is like, God damn it, Angie's always fucking right. Hate it. Uh. 
So Mitch, um, things escalate, mm-hmm. and he snatches up the. I, I wanted her to throw that baby so bad. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be awesome. Just like, like just randomly, it. like quickly throw yes. it. But they're chanting. So what they do is, as she's about to throw it, Mitch grabs it. Yeah, just snatches it up. And does and she fall? She falls. She, she does. Now let me ask you a question, because a lot of weird stuff happens in this episode, Brad. I don't yeah. know what's up and down. She's fall, but like she's on top of a truck. It's like well, seven feet. She falls. Well, I mean, actual semis are what twelve feet off the ground, maybe. It doesn't look that high. Yeah. And really, it's not that also, high. Also, there's a lot of people there. I'm pretty sure she would have fallen on someone to oh, break her fall. Yeah. yeah. So she falls, and worst case, worst case, she hits her head and is either, like, killed or knocked unconscious, or she face plants and some of her teeth get knocked out and she's in a bloody nose. Right. But when we see her, she just fell and just landed. It looks like she's mostly fine. It looks like she fell to her death. Yeah, well, it did look like she hit her head and died. <laughs> but it, luckily it did not. No, no, she was fine. Bruja disappears. Mitch is cradling the baby. He gets down, hands his baby to Angie. The people are like, what the fuck? Get away from her. And Mitch is like, look, I need to help this woman. She's hurt. And then her husband... Pulls out a knife, yeah. holds it up to Mitch's throat, and says, "Listen, you get away from her." First of all, how did I, I don't know how Mitch knew it was her husband because that was not made clear at all. No, first of all, inferred. first of all, this is not their baby because these are some old people. Yeah, it's their stolen child. Listen, you're in your late forties. You didn't. You do not have a newborn baby. That's it, not how it well, works. It could have adopted. It could be a. It could be could a modern could, family in '97. Oh, it could have been a snatch. It's probably a snatch. A hot wind snatch. It's a snatch baby. It's a snatch hot wind baby. That's a, that's a that's a hot wind snatch baby. First things first. Make sure your air conditioning is working in a mm-hmm. car and you're in a hot winds uh, condition because your rolled down windows mm-hmm. leave your babies exposed for snatching. Yeah, a lot of snatchers. Like crazies out there. in the hot guys. Wind. When the hot winds come for you, there will be and snatchers. They oh they they, they are coming. They are coming. That's not the Santa Anas. That's the hot winds. According to Angie, even later in this episode, but I'll go ahead and say this now, the Native Americans trapped a lot of these spirits throughout probably, the country. Probably have them everywhere. Just like just all over the place. Just Unnatural stored. heat wave in October? Hmm. Or a classic Bruja. Could be a Bruja situation, and then you're going to find snatchers running to and fro all the live long day. Just snatching. Can't so, help it. so yeah, this this guy, um, Pops, pulls a knife on Mitch and is like, I told you to stay away from her. Um... Thankfully, they called the cops earlier. Mm-hmm. He's the same cop who was called about <laughs> who was called about a kidnapping of an employee <laughs> at the uh, water treatment plant. Rolls up onto this scene. It's like, all right, someone's got a knife. He op- he throws open his door, his driver's side door, uses it as cover, pulls a gun out, and says, "Hey, dude, drop the fucking knife, or I'm gonna light you up." And thankfully, reason kind yes. of takes over the hot winds. So they they get settled down. Uh, the social service is coming from to snatch the baby back. Yeah. Um, well, the guy trying to drops the knife, and then Mitch grabs it and then just recklessly throws it. Yes. It's like, Mitch, whatever. I'm sure someone else is hurt now. Angie's holding the baby. Teague, at some point, to calm the crowd, shoots a gun in the air? Yes. I really thought he was about to unload on the group of people. That would be And amazing. I was thinking, wow, Teague, this is just about to escalate. But no. And they all leave. The cop handles it-ish. Cop's like, look, I, I had to lock my partner up in the jail because my partner started talking crazy. I gotta hold this out on myself. This is nuts. Who did they leave the baby with is my question. They said social service was coming, but they weren't there yet. Oh, no. I mean, because it's a while before they stopped the hot winds. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Team Baywatch Nights keeps driving, but we can assume that the mob over, like, flipped the cop car, Definitely. got that couple out, probably killed the cop, or the cop joined them, mm-hmm. and they threw that baby off the top of that semi <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> and the Bruja oh. was, was happy. I love it. Ain't nothing like killing the white man's baby. Oh, they love that shit. So they finally get to the isolated part of the desert, which some people walk to. Yeah. 
Whatever. Well. They get out and they start following the wind, right? Like yeah. it's that easy. Yeah. Just feel where the wind's coming from. And then they find the tracks of our of our <laughs> poor couple from the beginning of the episode. And this is my one of my favorite parts of this entire episode because Mitch looks at the tracks and starts playing like tracker. He says, hmm, two sets of prints. Looks like an adult male and like a child. And then Teague says, it was a male and a female. They they disappeared a few days ago. And to which both Angie and Mitch look at Teague and say, God fucking damn it, Teague. Why the fuck didn't you say something about this? You knew that happened? Yes. <laughs> didn't know it was related necessarily or something. Or did I? You can never outrule what the Bruja might do. But Mitch is really pissed off, and so yeah. is Angie. Like, T, you can't keep holding information from us. Unnecessarily holding back information. Damn it, T. <gasps> Teague's like, woo. Teague, I've been using up all of my AOL credits <laughs> to follow. Credits. To follow. To follow. Hours. To follow. Use up all, all my monthly hours. I only have 20 hours this month, and I was using all my hours up in the van to get weather so we could get here. Now, how am I going to have time to log into the palace chat room? You chat. I want to chat about Xenowarrior Princess this week. So, they continue. They find the cave or bottomless precipice. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the fuck it is. The igluette, whatever. Yeah, and the hot winds start going crazy. Crazy. And they are forced out of there. And I don't know really what happens. Somehow, they get back to the car. Well, they see the Bruja. They do. So It grabs Teague in the confusion cloud Does and it? breaks his arm. Okay. That's what, I mean, Teague breaks what, his yeah, arm on the way back. Say. And he says something grabbed him. And I think, I think they say, or Teague says, that it threw him or, like, pushed him down. Yeah. I think he just broke his arm. In my mind, it just... Yeah, I, I could have sent Teague whatever he is a message. I think Teague's a scaredy cat. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I broke my arm. I'll, you'll have to go on without me. I'm gonna wait in the car. Running madly back to the car in the cloud. I mean, something grabbed my arm and then broke it. I never told you guys this, but I am mortally terrified of brujas. <laughs> Ever since I was a child and had my first run in with a bruja. My grandfather told me crazy stories. My crazy grandpa told me stories of these sand spirits. I've been terrified of them ever since. I know they're fictional, but god damn it, I need something. I released this one in a in an effort to stop it so I could get over my fear. It was a terrible idea. It was a straight up earnest scared stupid situation and I apologize. <laughs> if someone has to set right what I did <laughs> wrong. So they're back in the car. Dust, there's a straight up sandstorm outside, and the Bruja gets on the windshield and looks at him. Yeah. Which is terrifying because it looks like a, a very weathered, like, um, scorched face, cracked face spirit. Yes. And this is when they all realize, oh, this is a real fucking thing. Yeah. We're going to fucking take this thing out. We can't, we can't just leave. I love that, like, Angie, Harmon, and T were like, well, we should probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they're like, we're done. Let's get out. And like, no. Because it's in Hasselhoff's, like, contract. He's going to rewrite the script to make him the hero regardless. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. He's like, no, we're going to go in there. We're going to stop this thing. I got my climbing gear. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do climbing today, goddammit. <laughs> I might as well do it for a, to be a hero. Angie, you're coming. What? I was like, this is not good weather for that dress. Like, it will get taken away in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's better it's better for that dress than that weird jacket. Quite true. I mean, there's hot winds. Mitch was wearing a full jacket. Teague's wearing, like, a sweater. Like, calm down. Sizzling winds. I mean, she's wearing a summer dress. She, okay, 
she's the most appropriately dressed out of all of them. And boots. And boots. So they go trudging through the darkness that is the sandstorm. Mm -hmm. They somehow find their way back to the gently sloping cave entrance. Yeah. They get their climbing gear on and then descend (laughs) into the cave. And then they find some skeletons? Yeah. They happen across super scorched skeletons. Yeah. And one of them is wearing a necklace. That says, I love you. Oh my god. Oh, these two lovers got kittens. Not lovers. Not lovers. These two no, friends. The skeletons are like holding each other. So clearly, clearly this was, this is the best case scenario for that dude. Really? Yeah. He's, he, he got to die uh, holding the girl that he loved that had no interest in him whatsoever. <laughs> And they fell into the... Well, they kind of rolled, I guess. Right, right, right. Or the Bruja drugged them in. I have no idea. Regardless, they were murdered by hot winds. Yeah. So they continue through the cave. Okay, I would also like to say that there is a pivotal prop used in this that I think really helps them. That is a flashlight. When they're in the car getting ready, yes, Mitch grabs his climbing gear. about this. And Ryan has a little bit... She's timid. She's like, I don't know, Mitch. And But during all of this, she grabs a flashlight and it won't turn on. And Mitch says, Ryan, listen, there's times we need to be a hero. And while I'm contracted to be a hero, I need you to help me be a hero. Yes. Hit the flashlight harder. And she's like, hit the flashlight harder. She hits it against her hand. The flashlight comes on. She's like, let's fucking do this. And then they get out and they go. That First gives her all, the courage. Hitting a flashlight repeat because she does it a few times to get it yeah. to turn on. If you haven't hit it that many times, that means you don't even bother. Well, Brad, that's where the art of Baywatch Eyes comes in. The flashlight is a metaphor for her, um, her lack of agency in the situation. Oh. So Mitch mans up and tells her to to be a hero, and it happens. So they're back in the cave with an admittedly faulty flashlight, and the flashlight goes out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. Just hit it. And it's not coming back on because it's a faulty flashlight. The battery's dead or the connection's broken. Change the batteries. Like, just get a new flashlight, Mitch. That's when the flashlight comes on and they see the couple's skeletons. And they're like, ah! So they keep going and they find, like... Um, that like a hole in the ground. They find the origin of the hot winds. They find the origin of hot winds, which is basically a lava vent. Like yeah. it is, yeah, that's it, what like, it is. There's a, big, a lava tube, but with a big there. rock on top of it that's kind of moved askew. So it's basically it a lost situation. Yeah, there's. I, I don't know if it's a if it's hot wind so much as like a weird kind of mm-hmm. um smoke monster thing. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. But the thing is Mitch tries to like push the rock back to where it should be to cover up the hole. And he can't he can't do it. Because it weighs a lot. And also if it's that hot and blinding light, that's gonna be really hot stone. Uh, that looks like a hot rock. Alright, so they try to do that and they can't and they look over and what's there but the Bruja fully manifested with his staff. Eeks. And Angie's like, what are we gonna do? And Mitch just straight up tackles him. Runs at him and tries to tackle him, but he just, like, hits and falls. Angie tries to fight him. Doesn't really do anything. Mitch eventually knocks the stick away from yeah, him. Yeah, he eventually gets in a grappling match. Well, I think Angie runs, and he grabs... He, being um, the Bruja, grabs her by the throat and just throws her. Yes. And when Mitch goes, he grabs, does the same throat thing, and then picks him up off the ground. And that's when he kicks the staff. And that's when Angie right. grabs the staff and is... Endowed with the powers of a deity, Indeed. a bruja. She should have. The, she has the power of winds now. So Mitch is like, crash the staff, take his power, because he's also getting choked. And the bruja looks at her and is like, no, bitch, that's my staff. So he starts walking toward her. So she's like, all right, starts spinning it, and he's like, no, the other way, you idiot. It's not, you're you're commanding the wind. So she's for a moment participating, right. like, fostering these hot winds, and she's like, oh yeah. 
she stops and clumsily like starts throwing it the opposite way, right? Which reverses time in the wind. And by reverses, you mean like they start playing the video of, of the Bruja walking towards her backwards twice. They which do is, it twice. Yes. Same footage twice. Oh, good. He goes back two steps forward. Two wait, he two steps back, one step forward. Two steps back, one step forward. I mean, the, the back and forth. It's so good. Um, but it's enough to where he's eventually like no. And like drawn back into the lava vent, mm. and then for some reason, because he can, re- the re- winds have been reversed. I guess that helps Mitch give him enough strength, or helps move the stone enough where we can guide it back over, and they trap the Bruja again for another hundred years or another thousand. Who knows? And they do it. They do it. They, they got come him. back off the mountain with the staff that yes. Mitch has commanded. By the <laughs> yes. way, yes, he's took him, taking it away from Angie Harmon. You've done enough trouble. This is the best part of the episode because at this point is the best thing about watching tonight's is like the weird little banter they have that is so weird and awkward and it's like Angie Harmon's like well listen you gotta think about this Mitch this is this changes everything like Mitch is like Angie please be quiet no but but think about it yeah there's like one of these things that can control wind who said this isn't happening all over the place Angie we don't know I, Angie was just wind but but Honey, what, it was just wind he's like Mitch listen Mitch are you listening to me and it's the same conversation I had a minute yeah. Mitch Mitch. Bitch. What, we talk about partners? What about, Listen. what about San Francisco? Why is it so windy there? Yeah, she's like, well, think about it. There could be spirits everywhere. Those Indians could have trapped them. They are spirits. Like, why is Chicago a windy city? It just Bitch. is. Whatever. Ugh. Ugh. I need new friends. I'm going home. I, I'm going home. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get a book. I'm going to, I, I'm going to make an honest effort but, but, this Mitch, week to Mitch, make friends with Mitch, my lifeguard friends. <laughs> Angie, what the fuck is it? But Mitch, there could be things everywhere. It goes on way too long. But it is adorable. Guys, it's adorable. I think I'm going to put the audio in because it's so do. good. It's so good. What? Do you think that vessel is the only one that's buried? I bet there are hundreds of them buried all over the place. Yeah, we attribute so much to natural resources. Well, what if it wasn't natural resources? If Teague hadn't shown up, who knows what could have happened? And then no one would really know what Wait, was going on. Ryan, 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 stop, please. Thank you. I'm just saying, oh, do you think that vessel is the only one that's buried here? The only one that's open? <sighs> what about San Francisco? Why is it so windy? Because it is on the ocean. Thank you. All right, well, everyone thought that these were the hot winds and, and they were from the Santa Anas. See what I mean? No one knows. Oh, God, you know, I just want to go home, okay? I just want to go home. My knee hurts, my back hurts. I want to go home. Mitch, okay, listen. The Yukis, listen. Thank you. The Yukis. What were the Yukis? Indians. Okay, listen. The Yukis weren't the only ones who could have done this. They had to learn it from somewhere. I'm sure other Indian tribes did the same thing. And what if these evil essences don't only control the wind? What if they control everything else? I'm going home, I'm taking a hot shower, and I'm going to bed. Okay, well, what if you think about how the environment has changed all over the world for the past hundred years? I'm going home, I'm taking a hot shower, going to bed, maybe having a big drink. I wish you'd listen to me. They get back. Teague is already outside. Uh, maybe maybe his dislocated arm, instead of broken, he shoved it back into socket. Yeah, he doesn't seem fine. to be in a lot of pain. No, he's cool. But, I mean, he does Excuses. have those. He... The coward. Coward. There's a reason why he gets Mitch on his side. He, he Not only does he have Mulder's genie, he also has Mulder's acting chops. So... so they roll up with the staff of power. Yes. And Teague is thinking, like, we've got to get this back to the research facility. Think of the power. And then Mitch is like, nah. No, don't think so. It shouldn't be in human hands. It shouldn't be in anyone's hands, especially Angie's. And Mitch! But Mitch, and then she tries to convince Mitch to also think of the researching capabilities. And Mitch is like, nope. Breaks it over his knee. Teague's like, no! 
God damn it, Mitch. Which, I don't know why you would really just assume that breaking it in half like that would really stop it. I mean, it didn't. Teak still has I power. Like, I feel like the spinny part is the is, is where, where the magic happens. And that's what it seems the magic part right. is. So it gives Teague that spinny part, and it gives Andrew the bottom of it. And then she says something that's like, she tries to make like a joke. Oh my god. So awkward. Why do I always get the short end of the stick? And her and Hasloff are yucking it up. I mean... Hasloff laughs like I've never heard him laugh in the end of night's episode. He's like... <laughs> like it is deep bellowing. Teague's like, oh, you kids. Teague is not amused. And they're like, oh, come on, Teague. Why don't you lighten up a little bit? Oh, yeah, we had fun, didn't we? We had fun. Teague, listen. Teague, li- listen to me. Teague. So good. And And... And that's it. That's it, guys. That's Hot Lens. Closed credits, and Mitch is walking back into the darkness in the closing credits. Hot Lens. Amazing. Brad, who wanted who lost in this episode? Oh, boy. Um, At first, I really thought the hiker who gave that woman the sterling silver necklace lost. Because first off, he got rejected mm-hmm. at the so close to the end of his life, and he also died. He True. was killed by Native American spirit. Yeah. Or maybe a predated spirit. I mean, I'm... The Native Americans knew of it and knew how to contain it, but who knows? Did the girl lose at the beginning? I, I mean, boy, oh boy. I mean, I think he, he, he I think he didn't lose just because he got to end up like dying, holding his foxy lady friend as they died by hot winds. You think the baby lost? <laughs> the baby almost died. Well, we've already talked about the baby's probably dead already. They probably killed that true, baby as soon true. as the hot winds took over the policeman. I think, yeah, I think that. Well, what about the guy that works for like the power and water department? Like he, he his car was blown up. He was, <laughs> his car was blown up, and he got taken by the craziness that is the yeah. hot winds. Yeah, and he pro- and like the cop probably like detained him for like trying to get somebody to throw a baby. So he's he's late for work. They said some people said he was kidnapped. So all of his coworkers are concerned about him. Now they're gonna find out that he his car was destroyed, and he tried to help kill a baby. That guy's got a lot of explaining to do. He lost. You're right. Who won? Angie Harmon won. She got to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Her her and Mitch's relationship has never been better. She's mm-hmm. resolved the fact that he won't listen to her, and they've come to an agreement that he will try to listen to her. Maybe I don't know. True. And she got to use a, she had to use some of her for her internet tech. I mean, but she she, she got, got to break she got to break her, her her newfangled new tech. And she also got to wield the power of a deity, or at least a demigod, Mm -hmm. which Mitch didn't get to do. Mitch may have held the staff. Mitch did not command that staff. Angie did. I think Angie is a clear winner here. I think so, yeah. Nice. Best dress, worst dress. Ooh, Angie's best dress. Definitely. Really rocking with that dress, girl. Worst dressed. Ugh. I'm going to say the Bruja. The Bruja or the Farmer? Well, the Bruja... Well, the Farmer was in Farmer attire. Right. The Bruja was in Bruja attire, which might have also been, like, like Doom Desert gear. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was wearing. But I want to say the same guy who lost had on, like, denim shorts or something and that weird top, and his fashion was all Oh, that dude, yeah. He was, he was straight up long-haired 90s fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, and I could be confusing him with someone else because he looks very similar to other actors, he had on short denim shorts that were a little bit too high over the knee, and maybe he was wearing a hoodie or something. Um, that was one of those lame low hoodies. I'm probably confusing him with something else. Oh, okay, he's no, not he's, wearing shorts He's just in full Jay, Jay Leno attire. Oh, it's not a dumb shirt. But he's wearing a blue shirt and jeans. I think I think maybe a worse dress goes back to our poor uh, poor necklace buying bastard. Yeah. Cause he also has his shirt around his waist, which is not a movie he yeah. can pull off. He's got he's, he's, we, t- we he's got a t shirt. He's got on safety 
Um, a harness around his um, glasses. Yeah. The necklace is horrible. So that also reflects his fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Terrible hair. Um, that girl is gorgeous, though. She's foxy. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with him. I'm trying to see if this dude was wearing shorts or not. Surely he was wearing shorts. She's wearing shorts. Yep, he's wearing shorts. Yeah. Oh, no, he's wearing jeans. Oh, well, okay. Oh, but those sneakers. Yep, he, Fuck he those lost. sneakers. Sorry, lost. dude. You lost. Lost by a sneaker. Lost by a lace. Did it. You lost it. Goodness, Baywatch Nights. Guys, just to let you know, we're going to be covering Baywatch Nights for the for the rest of October. Yes. And get ready. Because if you thought Hot Nights was good, or Hot Winds, my sorry. If you think, if you thought Hot Winds was a good one, you ain't seen nothing yet. True that. True that. Next week, uh, I think uh, I think Mr. Parnasek will be filling in. Yes. And we're going to be uh, taking a look at the little uh, werewolf episode. Oh! I think it's called Zargatha. Zargatha. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And remember, Ramjack, man is the warmest place to hide. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack in this the spooky Ramjack holiday season. Tell us, tell us a scary story. Tell us about haunted house excursions you've been on. What are you dressing up for Halloween as? What kind of monsters are you seeing in your life? Hmm. Mm. There's lots of ways you can tell us. Brad, how can they phone us? You can call us 206-339-5894. Give us a voicemail. It's cool. Do it. It's fun. How do they email us? It's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Visit the website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Hit us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Or join the Facebook group. Facebook. Um, yeah, Facebook groups are fun time. Yes. Loving that. Indeed. Hit us up on iTunes. Leave us a review. Download and subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell everyone. Slow us down and then play us back to them. Pull a Teague. Hmm. That'll do it. Hey, what did Ramjack say? Well, I recorded it and slowed it down. Join the Facebook group. Subscribe to Ramjack. Beware the hot winds. Look out for the Knights Network in 2014. It's coming. Yeah, just get active with the show. Just do it. We appreciate it. I appreciate you, friend. I appreciate you. I appreciate them. (laughs) I appreciate it all. I'm very appreciative today. Thanksgiving's a month away. I'm not thankful. I'm appreciative. Well, it's it's appreciative October. In preparation. You're appreciative in October. You're thankful in November. Please be. And in December, you're greedy fucks. I want presents. As we move through October, remember to be appreciative Mm -hmm. of everything that happens. In fact, in our our not-so-scary haunted house, it's going to be a lot of appreciative monsters. Look at this appreciative ghost. Ooh. When I was alive, I really wanted to let you know I appreciated you being there for me as a member of society. That's the weirdest ghost I've ever seen in my life. I appreciate you living people. You you really make me realize all the great things there were about being alive. And even though I'm no longer amongst you, I'm still here appreciating <laughs> from beyond the grave. You know, I used to think ghosts were scary as a thought, but now I just, I'm kind of sad for them. No. It's really great. You really learn to appreciate everything once you've passed on. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, it's not very scary. Oh. 
Once again, we want to appreciate everyone who came out to the Not So Scary on the Dows. Okay, Dracula. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Appreciative October, huh? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Why fight it? Can't. You can't. Can't. It's like trying to fight a hot wind. You can't do it. It's impossible. It's like trying to find the source of wind. <laughs> Why did this? This is a new kind of wind. Huh? <laughs> Based on what? Question. Isn't that just wind? Like, isn't that just how normal winds go? High to low pressure? No, this is a new wind. Why would how you is think it new, team? How? Where did? Look, I got this printout this morning. Dude, winds pressures change all the fucking time. What? It's different. It's different. Trust me. I want you to bring out your new. I want you to bring out your old-fashioned slide rule, your newfangled high tech, and figure out this wind situation. I don't know. I mean, I thought I was gonna get some like really quality. Where's that newfangled high tech? Well, I think he would say, where's your friends, Mitch? <laughs> and he'd be like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, get my newfangled, get your newfangled eye tech. I got my slide roll right here. Guys, remember, if some monkey starts whispering at you, record the conversation, slow it down, and I'm sure you'll hear... Nice. Nice. You. You're very appreciated, friend. You are appreciated. More appreciation. Appreciation October. Hot wins. Summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me. All summer long, we sang a song and then we strolled. That golden sand Two sweethearts And the summer wind Like painted kites Those days and nights They went flying by The world was new Beneath the blue umbrella sky Then softer than a piper man One day it called to you I lost you I lost you to the summer wind Sighs his lullabies through nights 
fickle friend The summer wind The summer wind Warm summer wind The summer wind 